wow, this place isn't too bad, I don't think. Yeah, uh, I am sorry, sir, about about having this whole this whole thing, you know. But rules are rules, and you can't you can't do that to those kids. Um, so you did end up here, of course. Um, but it's not. You're right. It's not so bad. Um, I, yeah, go ahead. I I honestly thought that it was going to be a lot colder here. Who no, in in hell. And you who knew that hell was hot? No. Um. Well, maybe that's part of your. Part of your mistake, sir. You don't know stuff like this. Um, but I also on, don't know ages very well, but that's no okay. that that did that is part of why you're down here. But on your left, um, Mr. Sir, Mr. Tigner, um, on your left, you will see our gym. We have a we have a nice. We do have some setups here. Um, it's not it's not great. It's not up to date or anything like the major Pac-12 colleges, but it is pretty nice. Um, I I love to exercise and. Let's and check exercise, it out. And exercise my rights as a as a white supremacist male named yeah. Seth Tigner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, over in here. Oh, it's Methuselah. Methuselah. Hello. What do you got hey, to Ms. say? Hey, Methuselah. Hey. Uh, you've been working out, Methuselah. Oh yeah. You look. You're looking good, Methuselah. What have you been doing? The test. The beep test. The beep test. Beep test. Oh, oh no. Is are is that the pacer? But there's we're trying we're trying to sell Mr. Tigner here on the facility, so let's show off some of our other stuff. Bez Bezelbub, Bezelbub, Bezelbub. Let's come over here. Hey, Miss Viella. Whoa, hey there, Mr. Tigner. Hey, hey, um, hey, uh. Bezelbub, I don't know how to pronounce your name. Uh, clearly, um, what do you do you think is our best machine here? So the best machine is actually going to be on my lap, Mister Tigner. You're going to oh, sit no. and you're going to grind and you're going to grind and your ass is going to get so strong. Oh, Bezelbub. I I don't think I like I don't I anybody else have have I don't. I might take that over the pacer, but it's unfortunately, unfortunately here in hell, sir, your schedules are predetermined and we are past the drop date. Uh, so you can't, you can't really change anything yet. Can I upgrade to a platinum thing or? Nope. Wow. All right. Well, uh, Miss Bezelbub, well, I I guess we're going to start. I'll get stretched out and. Let's get exercising. Come here. Oh. Hello. You want answers? I think I'm at yours. You can't handle the truth. Get there. Bring back your goddamn honey. But I know it will. My mom always said, And we're back, the boys. All Bez, of us. Miss Bezelbubs and. Methuselah. Methuselah. Those are the only two demons I could remember. And Mr. Tigner, Seth's actually not here with me at the moment. He 
he was here. We watched the movie, but he's kind of sick. Like, I don't know if he's going to make it. He had to. COVID? No, I don't think so. He went to the bathroom, like, really fast. And so I'm. Wait. Seth. I don't, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think you he's going to make it. He doesn't look good, it sounds like. I'm, I'm mostly just here shitting, like. Like violent shitting, but who knows? So probably not for today. Probably not for today, Seth. Yeah, he says he he wants to be fucked like a like a with a well, cornstarch dick, and so I'm I don't think he's he 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 always says that. That's normal. <laughs> Seth, do you want to be fucked by a cornstarch dick? Right, he he's he keeps saying like the normal stuff like I I I love uh Donald Trump and uh you know anti-Semitism. He he keeps going on. Seth, he loves that stuff. No, he's something's wrong with him. He he just said he hasn't seen Dougal. Something is wrong with him. That is that's not him. He might he's be in a, possessed. He's in the wrong state of mind. He might he might be. So Speaking of, we're just gonna have to do it without him. Just me and you. When's the last time it was just me and you? Forever? Just the one of us. Uh, that was... It wasn't Red Notice, was it? No, it was Cocaine. No, it was uh, Brighter Summer Day. We haven't had one in the last month or so where Seth dipped out? Seth dipped out for Battleship, but Jordan was there. Mm. And then Brighter Summer Day... Uh, you dipped out for Tammy and the T-Rex, and then Cocaine Bear, me and you. And then Red Notice. Yeah! So it's Cocaine Bear. That's not Cocaine Bear. It's Dougal. It's Dougal. What questions do you have for me, Brandon? Do you like Dougal? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, good. That, that's not related. I just needed to get that oh. out in the air. Aw, he's so doogie. <laughs> he's so doogie. I can't wait for that day. Dougal Hauser. I'm kind of working on the season nine script. We mentioned that we might be doing theme months every even month, so we have to decide what like dog April might be. <laughs> it could be dog <laughs> hotel themed. Hotel for dogs, Dougal. There's two killer ones right there because of Winn-Dixie. Right there. Yeah. Marley and me. There we go. That's which one's our masterpiece? That's our masterpiece. Dougal. Marley. Oh, okay. I was gonna say Hotel for Dogs because was it your mom that cried at that? Mm-hmm. She loves Hotel for Dogs. Man. She does. <laughs> In theaters. Day In one. theaters. Well, questions for you. First, do you like the woman from The Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage that got kicked into the wall? You're asking the wrong guy, man. Mm. Is this is a Seth question. He says he doesn't. <laughs> <want to play. laughs> that that uh, that translates if you play it in reverse. I don't like the Wicker Man. Which He's is not crazy. right. Um. Next question. Do you like projectile vomit? Ing. No, I've done it. I've done it before. I don't like it. And visualized on the on the movie pad. Okay. Next question. Do you like ancient architecture in northern Iraq? I do like that. I do. 
I quite like that, in fact. <laughs> and sending a monkey on Iraq. Yeah. Poor Ham. <laughs> He's gone. He's no man. longer with us, of course. And my last question is, do you like um, movies about boxers? I do. Movies. But boxers, yeah. This is one. I can't. I do. Well, if you've answered yes to liking Dougal just because, uh, the woman that got kicked into the wall from the Nicolas Cage Wicker Man, projectile vomiting, ancient architecture from northern Iraq, or movies about boxers, you've come to the right place. This is the good, the bad, and the good, scary. The bad. Ooh. And we got the little squirrel, the little boy, and big dog somewhere. He's there in spirit. Ooh, spirit. Ooh, there could be a spirit somewhere. Ooh, he's out drinking spirits. But this week, we did The Exorcist from 1973. Our masterpiece. But yeah. we're not... We're not ending out of order. Over. Yeah, exactly. The downtown spook boys have a little bit to change up because you're going to be here in Billings next week. So, oh, why you not? Spoiled it. Uh, and we can't go to Dos Machos. I'm sorry. Damn it. Why is it closed? It's closed. It's been closed for years. I don't know why you always mention that like average Mexican restaurant. <laughs> He's like, go to fucking. Maybe Dos it'll be Machos. open when we're there. It's now a restaurant called Fiesta Mexicana. Yeah, that sounds pretty there good. You go. We could go there. We shall. <laughs> um, and so we're gonna we're gonna finish our trilogy for the James Wynn Birdemic series then in person with all of us here. Um, so we're taking on live. a masterpiece. We're doing a live show. Live show, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok live, uh, and, Pornhub live. Yeah, especially, and we're selling tickets in your basement. Yeah. So come a down. Month get a ticket for a whole month it's only 480 dollars but just the one show if you do it just the once it's uh seven dollars it so i mean it's not really worth it to just do the one ticket you want to do the whole month yeah and that's amenities utilities included yeah you get to pay my utility bill it's crazy that this is a limited time offer you pay my utility bill and you watch but, us live. But you get to live at your house for a month. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's a lot of work. Um, Only 480. So we picked The Exorcist. And we had a couple other masterpieces we mentioned. We did The Shining last year with uh, Charlie, which was great. Shout out. He, he brought lots of... Bravo Charlie. Yeah, he brought lots of wit and... Chutzpah. Humor and cum gutters to the to the podcast. He's very intelligent, yeah. More and he, then he brightened it up. He did, <laughs> not like our usual shit. And then we decided we we had three leftovers. We had The Exorcist, um, we one. had Get Out, and we had Hereditary. Two two more one. modern ones, which are just absolutely stellar. Um, but you you immediately put in. You said we have to do The Exorcist. I think this so. Is, this is the one. Yeah, I think along with The Shining, this is the second most cited best horror movie, most instructional horror movie of all time. I yeah. heard about it from my stepdad, his horror story from when he was a teenager. Nice. Um, so it had a little personal history to it as well. But yeah, I think and I think William, William Friedkin, I don't think he did. He just died a couple months ago, the director. Oh, really? He did. Yeah. Or even like a month ago. It was very it's sad stuff. 
Um, so yeah. R.I.P. Bill Fridkin. Yeah, Billson. Uh, the the only other ones that I think that are like timeless classic horror films are technically horror, but they don't fit into the horror genre quite as well as this, like Jaws and Alien, which we have done. Space horror and this sea horror. Yeah. People didn't want to go in the ocean for years because of Jaws. Sea horror, yeah. And people didn't want to go into space because they weren't able to for years. And because of aliens. <laughs> and because of aliens. And people don't want of, ever want to go into mazes because Jack Nicholson will be there. I thought you were going to say because of the Maze Runner with, I can't remember his That's name. That's the Kite Runner. Mmm. <laughs> yeah. The Elephant Man. Well, yeah. The Exorcist. I don't have a beer. It's just me. Um, I also have a headache. I got a, I got my flu shot yesterday, so I'm feeling a little sluggish. I've got a small headache. I had to work all day. So it's like a like, slug? Yeah, I feel like a, feel like a slug. Yeah, I feel you. I, I'm, I'm orbed right there, if you weren't watching the... I feel you. I, I'm also similarly tired in that middle school football was over. It ended this last week. Um, tiring stuff for first year teacher and then tomorrow middle school basketball starts so i'm like uh, there you go yeah you gotta start it back up so Champions. i've got mountain dew live wire some caffeine to help my headache you've got water and, and cheese it baked, the thin, thin baked thin version they have a special name maybe twists this episode is brought to you by Cheese it baked maybe thin, twists. maybe twists. Cheese specific it baked thin. Eat them Get now. It's not snapped, not snapped, not those. Don't, yeah, I love the snap though. There, what the fuck are these things? You keep going. What the hell? <laughs> I wonder. I wonder whose headache is worse, mine now or yours during the Nacho Libre episode? You were going through my that worst. Episode. No, you were Power Rangers. Yeah, I had a migraine like full on that episode. Yeah. Well one of one of that ones. Well let's dive in. You already mentioned the directors, William Friedkin. And you gotta know this guy. This guy. Oh, I know this guy. Chicago legend. This he's guy. Done, he's done he's films a movie such guy. As Good Times, The Birthday Party, The Boys in the Band, Sorcerer, To Live and Die in LA. Rampage, The Guardian, Jade, Rules of Engagement, The Hunted, Killer Joe, and just a little little ditty that he did called The French Connection. You mean Best Picture winner? 1972 Best Picture winner. Just a year before this. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. He, he had a Best Picture winner, and then the next year he makes... One of the most timeless horror films of all time. A That's crazy movie. And then Spooky. after that, I believe Sorcerer, which I saw and I liked a lot. That's a He's, that's a movie about a truck in a jungle. Nice. I've heard of To Live and Die in L.A. and I've heard some good things, but I've never seen it. I know that as a Tupac song. I think my parents might have had the VHS of it. I don't know. They lived and died in L.A. In Billings, Montana. Your mom and dad did. Yeah. And then a writer today, William Peter Blatty. He has he's a Blatty. He's a he's a His daughter's a Blatty. It sounds like what the fuck does that mean? I was playing off of Batty. Oh. 
Oh, she's Vladdy. I get it now. Yeah. Sounds British, honestly. But he's written Vladdy. The Man from the Diners Club, A Shot in the Dark. What did you do in the way? What did you do in the way, Daddy? Daddy, Vladdy. Vladdy, uh, the great bank robbery. Ooh. The XSS3. Ooh. And the night configuration. Wow. He only does in multiples of threes. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, he he hates even numbers. Like, So he'd probably skip 12 and go on to 15. He probably went to 27. Oh, oh, exponential growth. 139 a million. Kind of like our writer's block. Did you, or TV talk? Did you listen to our, our TV talk? Not yet. I saw it pop up there. God, Seth I need... and I were so fucking drunk. <laughs> It'll be listening this week. I'm Can upset. Seth's, I'm upset. Upset. Seth's in the bathroom right now. I'm upset right now that he's in Ooh. the bathroom and not feeling well. Because he wanted to do his creams of the week for you. Oh, he has some creams? Yeah, his top creams of the week. And so, I don't know, maybe he'll let us know. But Like like in what variation? In all variations? Similar to like our hottie ratings for Paradise Hotel. But it's Seth's creams of the week. Oh, I showed Paradise Hotel to the, to the <laughs> children in class. You told they me that, it. yeah. You showed it to your students. Only the finale. They went, they went nuts. They, yeah, I showed it to them, and they're like, why are we watching this? This is dumb. And I'm like, just play it. And they're like, this is so stupid. And then it happened, and they were all like, oh, my God, that's amazing. We have to watch the whole thing. And I was why like, did no, you no. show it, though? Well, because we, we were watching the end of a Hercules movie, and the Hercules movie and Paradise Hotel were the only two things in my, my uh, video watch list. <laughs> and so right before we were about to play it, I was hovering over Hercules and I was like, it's really rude. Remember guys, it's really rude to talk during movies and to and to be on your phones during movies. And it's really, really rude to tell the teacher that they're playing the wrong movie in class. <laughs> so don't do that. And then I played the wrong thing on purpose. And then we watched that. So I pranked them. That's lovely. There's no, there's no academic purpose. Guys, if you haven't tuned into our TV talks for Paradise Hotel, yeah. they are stellar. Yeah, um, they're, they're stellar. That is a writer, and then a cast. Some famos? Some famos. You've got several. You've got Ellen Burstein. I don't know her. You might know her as from the this. woman I know got, her from this. You might know her as the woman that got kicked into the wall from the Nicolas Cage, the Wicker Man. Oh, I don't know her. I haven't the seen gr- her. The older lady. You got Max von Sydow. Okay. he's. He, I know him from this. Yep, I do. I know him from somewhere else, but I can't figure out where. You've from got a movie. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Linda Blair. That sounds familiar. Is she later she is in. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't die, but I know the name Linda Blair too. Then you got Lee J. Cobb. You've got Kitty Win. Kitty Win. She was not. You've got Jack McGowan, Jason Miller, and William O'Malley. That's a that's an early seventies cast. Yeah. Is this the second or third earliest movie we've ever done? Pretty early. Good question. It's obviously. It's not the the Christmas one. 
It's a Wonderful Life is our oldest. And our Christmas is. And then and then it's probably Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Yeah. And then this. I I think it is one of our oldest because then Shining Alien are both after this. Annie Hall. Annie Hall was seventy five. Seventy what when was Annie Hall? Seventy seven. Seventy seven. So this might be our second. It's a shout. The Blatty. The Blatty. Um, and then a plot for you, if you don't know The Exorcist. When a young girl is possessed by a mysterious entity, her mother seeks the help of two priests to save her daughter. Sure. Had, had sure you did. seen before? I did. I saw when I was 17 or 16. Okay. In my basement with my friend Jordan. And my stepdad, and it freaked Jordy? out. No, not Jordy. Didn't know Jordy mm. at the time. Um, this was my first watch. I know Seth had seen it twice before, and I watched it last night, 9 p.m., by myself in Spook my dark season. basement. Yeah, I remember last year, like, you have to watch all the movies in the dark at night. That's a good, so good way to do it. I did it down there, and I'm a, it's the brain of bitch hour. I don't like scary movies, but I did pretty well with it. I it compared to Martyrs, yeah. I honestly don't think it was that scary, so. But what about as a piece of cinema? It's pretty scary how good it is. Okay. Okay. Um, you want to hear some history? About the movie? Yeah. Is this new? Yeah, this is a new section. Oh, man. We're at the red carpet. Let's hear it. Okay. Uh, the, bum, 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 the, thing, the thing with Brandon. Dun, 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 dun. It's like Paul yeah, Revere. Bringing yeah. history. Here he goes. The history is coming. The history is coming. <laughs> Let's drop the beat. <laughs> the Exorcist is a 1973 oh, no. American supernatural horror film. That's not how Paul Revere does it. <laughs> you don't know that Paul Revere didn't spit bars. There's a there's a band called Paul Revere and the Somethings, the Raiders. Of the Lost Ark, yeah. Paul Revere and the Raiders of the Lost what? Ark. Did we just come up with a song for history? I think so. What was your little chant there that you did before the beat dropped? I did. uh, The history is coming. The history is coming. I think we should do that every time. We're going to make Seth do it next week. And you won't know it's coming. He won't even know. He's going to just do his creams of the week, that dirty bastard. Idiot. So. The Exorcist is a 1973 American supernatural horror film directed by William Friedkin from a screenplay by William Peter Blatty based on his 1971 novel of the same name. So he wrote Quick this novel. Yeah, two years later. Author Bla- William Peter Blatty once won $10,000 on the Groucho Marx show uh, called You Bet Your Life from 1950. When Groucho asked what he planned to do with the money, he said he planned to take some time off to work on a novel. Groucho is mentioned in the film by Lieutenant Kinderman in just as playing Othello. And Blatty, who also has produced, uh, who also produced in Friedkin. Wait. Oh, I get it now. That's weird. Blatty, who also produced the film, and Friedkin, his choice as director, had difficulty casting the film. 
Their choice of relative unknowns, Burstein, Blair, and Miller, instead of major stars, drew opposition from Warner Brothers executives. Principal's photography was also difficult, taking place in both hot deserts and refrigerated sets. Many of the cast and crew were injured, some died, and unusual what? accidents delayed shooting. I didn't shooting. know that, I, actually. I, could, I couldn't find what, how they died or who did, but... And then some unusual accidents delayed shooting. Production took twice as long as scheduled and cost almost three times the initial budget. The many mishaps have led to a belief that the film was cursed itself. The cultural conversation around the film helped it become the first horror film to be, spoilers, nominated for the Academy Award for Best Picture, as well as nine others. It has had several sequels. Uh, The Exorcist had had a significant influence on pop culture, and several publications regard it as one of the greatest horror films ever made. In 2010, the Library of Congress selected it for preservation in the U.S. National Film Registry as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Some great stuff. Great tidbits in there. The history truly was coming. Um, I know we I think we already talked about it maybe in the Shining episode, but I believe Kubrick was attached to this as well at some point, And they they wanted him to direct it, but he didn't get the control he, he normally demands. I believe so. Yeah. And I think that uh, it might have been a front runner for best picture that year. You, do you want to know what the other ones that were nominated in 74 and were? 74. Yeah, at the 74 Oscars. Yeah. And the winner, please, as well. Okay. A Touch of Class was one of them. Cries and Whispers. American Graffiti. Mm-hmm. You've got this. And then the winner was The Sting. Good movie. The Sting's very good movie, yeah. A Fridkin-esque movie, almost. Almost. So, pretty good year. It's renowned in so many ways. But it had its issues. And it has a movie sequel this year out right now. They just keep making Exorcist sequels. I can't remember Exorcist what this one's Believer. called. Yeah, that's what it is. Exorcist Ripley's Believe It or Not. Or not or. Exorcist's Imagine Dragon's Believer. 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 I hardly know her. <laughs> In court. <laughs> How could Believer, you? I hardly know her. How could I believe her? I don't think you can. On on word alone? Yeah, I guess so. But that's not great. That's that's poor evidence. Believe all women. But it had its struggles, especially like budget wise, and so we're gonna throw something new out there. Well, what? We're gonna talk about the budget of this film. Oh, curveball. I'm not prepared. The budget is coming. The budget is coming. <laughs> nice. Da, 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 da. He's here. The budget is here. He brought his friends. The opening weekend, the domestic and the worldwide. And and they're all wondering, can you guess? They're all masked. This time. Yeah. Uh, budget. What do you think it ended up being? Tough, uh, tough week this week. I gotta guess a lot. I'm going to guess the budget tripled. I know that. I'm going to say $17 million. Okay. Seth sent me all of his guesses. Did he actually? Yeah. Did you watch the movie? No, 
but he's, oh. he had seen it twice before, so he sent me ratings and reasoning and recommendations and stuff. He said $12 million, and the winner today is Seth. Fuck. It's $11 million. He was close. Yeah, he was. Oh. Whoa. Um, opening weekend? In America? I believe so, yeah. In 1973, I'll say 8 million. Okay. He said 9 million. Ooh, the, and the one battle of you of guys is so close. It's 8.2 million. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, me. Actually, actually, Seth said 8.1 million. He, <laughs> he heard you say 8, and so he. Uh, U.S. and Canada? Total? That's so close. Um, word of mouth, word of mouth, word of mouth, word of mouth. I'll say $80 million. Okay. He said 40 and you are the winner. It's $233 million. Wow, word of mouth, word of mouth. They did it. Yeah. And lastly, worldwide. To have the advantage because Seth can't adjust. Correct. So I'll say 280. China didn't like it so much? No, but the world went out and saw it a little bit. Seth said 800 million. Well. And you are the winner today. Mm hmm. It's 441 million. China liked it. Seth didn't send anything. I just wanted you to lose one of them. Really? <laughs> yeah. But he did what? send. He did send his rating, reasoning, and recommendations, so we'll get there. I don't have any quotes either. Of course you don't. I don't do quotes anymore. I'm rebelling. You need to do quotes, especially for shit like Birdemic. I'm rebelling. I'm on you strike. Need to, you need to do quotes for Tropic Thunder. Those That is ripe with quotes. That is ripe with quotes, but I'm striking until our collective bargaining demands are met. What are the bargaining demands? You haven't told me. A higher salary. <laughs> by by $70,000. Jesus Christ. What? Yeah. I'm so fucked. I'm in the, I'm in the can now. That's, that's my offer from another company. Shit. Called what the podcast? government. The government's doing a movie podcast. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And what's it called? It's, it's called State Funded Flicks, bitch. <laughs> That's with your hosts, with your hosts, Lucas Lorenz and Anthony Anderson. What weird? Yeah, I don't know. Featuring He's Joe Biden. Really a big... Yeah, he goes in. Yeah. Introducing Joe Biden. And it's weird. Live tickets for a month to live there in the White House? Only $200 a month. It's like That's way it. more affordable. Yeah. More than your house. Yeah. It's less than my house. $480. Yeah. For real. Well, $11 million budget ended up making 441 worldwide. That is like one of the biggest profit margins we've ever seen on we've this ever seen podcast. On this show, on this podcast. Probably like we've Probably ever, ever, ever seen. seen. Yeah, I'm thinking it might be one I'm of the. I'm thinking highest, it might be one of the like, highest we've, ever, we've seen. ever seen on the show. Like higher than almost any other one. Higher than almost point. any at this point. 
Yeah. Movies, man. That's yeah, why you movies, make them. Man. And that's why bunch you of people them. bunch of people got rich off of this shit. You know what I mean? Oh, why this what little, you mean? little spooky movie. Some producers took a gamble. Now their children's now their children's grandchildren can golf at country clubs the rest of their lives. They were heading downtown and they were trying to spook boys, you know? Downtown spook boys. Monkey business. It's so difficult to do that. That wasn't too difficult. No, it wasn't, but it's always a little late. <laughs> it's too late, though. Uh, all right, taglines. I guess I'm, I'm, I'll do them since nobody's here. Do them in a, in a spooky voice, Brandon. Okay. Per my request. What an excellent day for an exorcism. <laughs> what? Did that scare you? Is that how they did it? Yeah. Back in the day? Yeah. Oh, man. That did scare me. This next one's got like kind of like a Frank Sinatra vibe. Yeah, there's a little musical notes next to it. <laughs> yeah. Something. Some, it's, it's really long. Something <laughs> almost beyond comprehension is happening to a girl on this street, in this house, and a man has been sent for as a last resort. This man is the exorcist. He is. Which guy? I'm thinking it's Father Marin, Max von Sydow. Yeah, the old white guy. Yeah. Not the, uh, not the horny guy. You're gonna love... Well, not the horny guy. <laughs> is that Father... Is, was he, he's kind of horny at the beginning. Horny? Was he super horny, though? Hornier than the old guy. I'm gonna love what? I mean, that's true. This next one. Hey, you got some audio. It's the devil inside. Brighter inside. Wait, get ready for the tagline. Yeah. One. That's it. The devil the inside. Devil the devil inside. inside. X2. <laughs> Every single one of us, the devil inside. That is good. Yeah, I that knew you'd be hyped. I saw that on the radio the other day, and I was had some, had some memory wish into my head. And then it wished right out. It couldn't stay. You were too focused on the road. I had, I, I had to go to the bathroom, yeah. <laughs> it's to take a shit while driving. I think it was gone. Um, next one. Another long one. Nobody expected it. Nobody believed it. And nobody could stop it. The only hope? The Exorcist. A lot of lots being pinned on this Exorcist guy. I know. High Literally. stakes for this man. A lot of a lot of taglines too. I realized partially why there's probably a lot of taglines and why the box office is so high. This is one of the movies that is a rare gets issued almost every year again in theaters for mm-hmm. spooky times in October. Yeah. So it has a lot of times to make some money. New marketing. And then my last tagline, number five for you. Yeah. Kind of kind of like it. Kind of racy. Kind of ra- Somewhere between science and superstition, there is another world. The world of darkness. Ooh. You can't turn the light on there. <laughs> no, it's too dark. Like... There isn't a light available. 
They're in the Lewis and Clark Caverns. Is that your favorite? I do like what an excellent day for an exorcism. I think that's... I, that's the funniest Joker style. I like the second one because I don't remember any of them. Something almost beyond comprehension is happening to a girl on the street in this house, dot, 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 and a man has been sent for as a last resort. This man is the exorcist. <laughs> yeah, I like that it's, one. It's like a paragraph. That gives yeah, that's good writing. It's prose. I think, I mean, the devil inside is my favorite, but. Historically. But somewhere between science and superstition, there's another world, the world of darkness. Pretty good. It's it's like bending faith and the whole science aspect and medical behind it. I I like it. What comp studio released this movie? Do you remember? Warner Brothers. It's a Warner Brothers flick. Okay, they usually yeah. do good work there in the marketing department, the tagline department. Yeah, it was actually Bugs Bunny was the one that was leading. He did the it. Yeah. That's impressive. Executive producer Bugs Bunny. Bugs old Bugs are Bunny. Bugs are bunny. Taglines of our own? Um, this little girl is all grown up. Ooh. And in a hurry. What? <laughs> Why is she throwing? She's the Flash? Yeah. She can run really <laughs> she, fast. She's a super. The devil makes her run. <laughs> the devil no gives, one... me the, gives me the runs. Ooh. There was no subplot. I forgot. I always forget when I watch this movie. There's no subplot of the devil giving her like really good a golden fiddle or fiddle powers or anything like that. He's just a dick. Ooh, the devil went down to Georgetown. That's not bad. That's pretty good, actually. Looking for souls of Reagan's. Ooh, that was bad. Ronald like, Reagan in I like, The Exorcist. Yeah, yeah, get him. He's the devil. <laughs> get Reagan right now. He is devilish. What about... I like I like that one down to Georgetown. Yeah, that's very good. I think good we job. nailed one right away. Good job. Snaps. Slam poses. Dumb shit to drag us The down. devil went down to Georgetown. Oh, he's even better than... And then Daniels is Charlie Daniels. You got yeah, you've you've got to slam poetry, you know. That's how taglines are supposed to be read. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody expected it. Nobody believed it. It it's the exorcist. The only hope The Exorcist. Whatever. I don't know. Facts? <laughs> um Facts. We could do we could do fuck, fucking, fucking your bad. daughter's your daughter's of a, a fact and cunt. Jesus, your daughter's a fact and cunt. That was a that was a, that was a line in the movie. I I mean I know it is. I think it's one of my quotes. But goodness, it's one of your favorites. <laughs> Favorite facts. Um, what's the what's the demon's name? Ooh, Howdy, uh, Captain Howdy. Captain you know what Howdy I thought Facts. of? What? Uh, William Fatkin. Oh, for a guy? We could do yeah. William Fatkin. I think that William Fatkin's revenge. William Fatkin's revenge. Yeah, since he's since he passed away. And William he's, William Fatkin returned from the grave because he's I'm mad angry. and he's so mad that 
I William Fat can returns from the grave, the revenge because I'm mad. Seems pretty solid, honestly. Pretty succinct too. It rolls right off the tongue, like. And he's mad. It does it so quick because he's so angry, you know? I'm William Fatkins, revenge, and I'm Uh, I'm mad. And I'm mad. I'm angry. Perfect. I think there's no other. You can't do anything else. Because he's so mad. You'll get mad. You'll get madder. I always message you guys when I do these scripts because some movies, easy, like Martyrs, I thought would have more research than it did, but there were nine facts on, on, uh, is this a big one? On IMDb. Some of them, like Love on a Leash's two or Mel didn't have any or things like that. Um, this is like 570 facts that I'm supposed to read. It's a masterpiece. The Wikipedia page is so long on it, too. You can't get anything succinct. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I did, I got twelve. It's not terrible. A baker's baker's dozen. No, that's one (laughs) of facts. Not a real, not a dozen. It's a baker's dozen minus one. A facts. A fact. Because I did the Kubrick ones. That's a fact. Yeah, there you go. There we go. There's a baker's dozen. Um, so my first William Fatkins re- revenge because I'm mad. He's so mad. Facts. <laughs> Is that in the scene where Regan projectile vomits at Father Karras, the vomit was intended to hit actor Jason Miller in the chest. But the plastic tubing misfired, hitting him in the face, and his reaction of shock and disgust while wiping away the vomit was genuine. And Miller admitted in interviews that he was very angered by this mistake. <laughs> it was gross. Very good. That was thick and green. And very and viscous. He's so mad. Yeah, he was mad. William was about it, too. And Jason Miller. I, I It's always good. It's a good tip for directors. If you ever want a good reaction shot, actually just do with everything. If you're scared of a gun, just shoot him. Yeah. Well, like Alien, in Alien, when the blood accidentally blew over all their faces when it couldn't break through. Great. Um, or in next. Rust, when, when Alec Baldwin shot I mean, that lady. I Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that, that really scared everybody. That was scary. Um, next. Jason Miller had a verbal confrontation with William Friedkin after the director fired a gun near his ear 
to get an authentic reaction from him. Oh, my God. He told Freakin that he was an actor and he didn't need a gun to act surprised or startled. What freaking? He's probably son of a bitch. He probably just shot it again. Probably. Said bitch said what? Didn't give a shit. Um, Next. Due to death threats against Linda Blair, who played Reagan, from religious zealots who believed the film glorified Satan, Warner Brothers had bodyguards protecting her for six months after the film's release. Damn. She kept getting in fights, too, I heard. The Catholics were so mad. She kept beating up Catholics. Yeah. Catholics are famous. They don't like stuff. They will they'll throw bottles at you. They get real mad. He's so mad. Maybe William Friedkin. He was a Catholic. Yeah, there we go. I, That's why he was mad. I listened to his interview with Mark Maron. He was a Catholic at one point. There we go. He's so mad. He's mad. Um, He's according to William Friedkin, the subliminal shots of the white-faced demon are actually rejected makeup tests for Reagan's possessed appearance. Okay, that makes sense. Those are quick. Those are like the Fight Club little things. Little, little, penis. little spooky, yeah, little penis things. Just like a, like just a little, just a little bit of penis. A little penis thing. Little you penis. know. Yeah, of course. Have a penis and all. Yeah. Just a little, just a little bit of penis, like boom, and then it's done. Get it out of there. Get the penis out. Send it home. Yeah. Get it uh, out. Next, the original teaser trailer, which consisted of nothing but images of the white-faced demon quickly flashing in and out of the darkness, was banned in many theaters as it was deemed too frightening. <laughs> no shit. You can't do that shit. <laughs> Good marketing, Warner Brothers. Again. Having a movie that's too scary to show type shit. Yeah. Type Spread, shit. Spreads word of mouth. You're like, ah, it's not that scary. It's like that YouTube video of the, the car driving in the tunnel. That's the scariest thing of all time. They borrowed from this, I guess. <laughs> Literally, it's just driving down. Ah. Ah. Your parents always get you. Yeah, I got that at school, I think. You should do that to your kids. I should. Students. After watching Paradise Hotel. <laughs> yeah. We'll go to mini clip. Play the Wii. He goes to smash the orb and <laughs> jump scare. <laughs> um, next, the studio wanted Marlon Brando for the role of Father Karras or Father Marin. But William Friedkin immediately vetoed this by stating that with Brando in the film, it would become a Brando movie instead of the important film he wanted to make. Coincidentally, yeah, Brando was also mentioned in the novel. Additionally, Jack Nicholson was up for the part of Father Karras before Jason Miller landed the role. Friedkin thought he was <laughs> Jack Nicholson was too unholy to ever play a priest. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is a fucking I, bastard guy. I could see that for sure. Yeah, he's a horny Pretty. guy. That means too he's unholy. He's horny. He's, He's too unhorny to play he's a like priest. He's like Seth. Could Seth play a priest? He's humping everything. Yeah, priests can't hump everything. If we if they make a movie about Jack Nicholson's life, they should cast Seth. They should have him be a priest, and he has to go like on a traveling trip to a monastery, and then nine months later, he has like 40 kids. Because he's so fertile. He goes to the Fertile Crescent. 
And he gets so fertile that he has so many kids. Five sets of octuplets. It's crazy. And he keeps fucking them all. Yeah. Fucking all the ladies. He just keeps going. Keeps having octuplets. And we're like, he's not even, he's not even a real Christian, it turns out. Yeah. And, and then, turns out he was Jack Nicholson all along. It was not. Yeah, it was him. <laughs> um, next, one of the most famous scenes in the movie and the shot used for the posters under the light post yeah. was inspired by the 5354 series of paintings, Empire of Light, or Le Empire des Lumières by René Marguerite. Yeah. This little, this little Chicago boy, fucking so angry, he's got a deep bag of art to reference. I love that. The original Chicago boy before Michael Jordan. Before Chance. Now, yeah, now it's Chance the Rapper. Next is going to be Seth. He's he's going to have all, all the children there are going to be his. After fucking, fucking him. him. Yeah. The children. No, no, no. <laughs> he did in our intro. He did, that's right. Next, this is the highest grossing Warner Brothers film of all time when adjusted for inflation. That's it's also the highest grossing R-rated film of all time when adjusted for inflation. That's less crazy. No, that's equally as crazy, yeah. Inflation's crazy, so I think this makes, in today's money, if I'm right, $900 billion if it comes that, out today. You're close. It's $87 quadrillion. I, I was not close. That's a lot more money. <laughs> I think it's like 1.6. I looked it up. I think it's like one point. Four five billion or something. What's what's uh, Avatar's studio? Uh, they're over three billion. What's their studio? I mean, oh, I don't know who made Avatar. Hey, Fox. Maybe James Cameron made Avatar. You mm-hmm. idiot! Mm-hmm. Not a not a Fox. Mm-hmm. That would be mm-hmm. impressive though. Uh, next, upon its initial theatrical release. The film affected many audiences so strongly that at many theaters, paramedics were called to treat people who fainted and others who went into hysterics. One of those, just like uh, famously the Birdemic movies, one of those, it's so scary, it gets you in real life. Yeah. Those poor people in Birdemic 2 were trapped in the theater with the birds. They didn't know what to do. Yeah, they didn't know what to do. The best scene. I can't wait for Seagull. (laughs) It's going to be so good. Um, Anti-penultimate. Pre-penultimate. Whatever three is. Actress Mercedes Cambridge, who provided the voice of the demon. She died? I don't know. Oh, sorry. She insisted on swallowing raw eggs what? and chain smoking to alter her vocalizations. Oh, good. The actress, who had problems with alcohol abuse in the past, furthermore wanted to drink whiskey as she knew alcohol would distort her voice even more and created the crazed state of mind of the character. As she was giving up sobriety, she insisted that her own priest be present to counsel her during the recording process. That's insane. And as at William Friedkin's direction, McCambridge was also bound to a chair with pieces of torn sheet at her neck, arms, wrists, legs, and feet to get a more realistic sound of the demon struggling against its restraints. That's too, that's crazy. They, this is filmmaking in the 70s, though. And especially coming off of your Oscar win, your Oscar best picture, best director. Mm-hmm. 
powerhouse. He could do anything. And raw, he does. Raw eggs, chain smoking. She's like, you know what? I think I'm going to take up drinking again. That's acting. That is. He's not even on screen. <laughs> no. Um, penultimate. This movie ranks right. as. You going to say anything? Oh, I, no. I forgot. <laughs> no, um, you do the last two facts. I got to go fill my water back up. Okay. This movie yeah. ranks as number 227 on IMDb's top 250. I know, Lucas. That's crazy, right? I'm all alone. I'm all alone in this world. Um, movies around number 227 as I scroll down. Let's see where Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse has ended up after all this time. Because it obviously did drop from three. It's number 22. Just in between Seven Samurai and Interstellar. Almost above It's a Wonderful Life. Um, but as we go down to number 227, where this is, um, uh, spoilers, the last one's on the, the list. I thought the Iron Giant. Oh, there it is, 243. So around 227, you've got, so let's do 221 is Rush, that, uh, Chris Hemsworth, like, racing movie. Then you got Network. You've got Stand By Me, a classic. The Best Years of Our Lives. Uh, oh, The Exorcist is now at 225, a little movement. Then you've got Lahane, The Wizard of Oz, Pirates of the Caribbean, Into the Wild, wow. and The Incredibles. Wow, that's a solid list of movies there. What is I mean, that in reference to? IMDb Top 250. It's number 225 right now. Oh, sinking. Number two, no, it was 227 when oh. I wrote the script two weeks ago. Rising. But number 221 is Rush, that Chris Hemsworth racing film. Do you remember that? Where he's like an indie car driver? Mm-hmm. Many people love that. It's higher than Stand By Me, The Incredibles, The Wizard of Oz, Into the Wild, this. That is weird. It must sound really good. Yeah, maybe. Whoa. Did you do the sound for that film? That was a car. Fuck. And lastly, nominations. I've already went over a lot. I'm not going to. This is bound with them, but let's do some of the big ones. Academy Oscars. Awards. It won Best Sound. It won Best Screenplay. Um, nominee Adapted. for Best Picture. Yep. Nominee for Best Actress for Ellen Bernstein. Best Supporting Role, Jason Miller. Best Supporting Role, Linda Blair. Uh, best director, cinematography, art direction, and film editing. So a lot of noms. But a lot of like W's. technical craft, yeah. It did was nominated at the BAFTAs as well for best soundtrack. Um, Academy of Sci-Fi Fiction and Horror. At the films. Black Action Film and Television Awards? No, I don't think so. The British Academy of Film and Television. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um... What are you uh, jumbling around over there? Goodness gracious. Sorry. Uh, Directors Guild nominee, Golden Globes winner for Best Motion Picture Drama. So, like, it was quite a top contender. Uh, Linda Blair won for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, It won Best Screenplay. It won Best Director. Is this the Golden Globes? Yeah. Nominated for Most Promising Newcomer for Linda Blair. Ellen Bernstein was nominated, and Max von Sydow was nominated. So it was, like, right there with The Sting. Very rare. I don't know. As we've talked about in the past, I think, for a horror movie to even get this far. Mm-hmm. 
And then Best Adapted Screenplay, it didn't win at the Writers Guild of America, so it pulled out the Oscar in the end. The most important. Who gives a fuck about the Guild? So maybe this... (laughs) Elves elves love the Guild, but William Friedkins is mad at Elves. Yeah, of course, he's very mad. And just short people in general. He hates me. I know, he told me. Um, Probably one of the closer races... In Oscar history, La La Land, Moonlight shit. I mean, that is that is like the closest. There was a year that they tied for Best Actress. Like, literally, they both got it. Uh, you're thinking of Rookie of the Year when Grant no, Hill and no, Jason no. Kidd both won in 98. That too, but let me look it up. You keep going. Yeah, I think Moonlight, Moonlight and La La Land has to be like... Like, the closest we've ever seen. They announced the wrong film as the winner, and everybody's like, that makes sense. In 69, Ingrid Bergman and Barbra Streisand tied. Oh! No, Ingrid Bergman presented. Barbra Streisand and Catherine Hepburn tied. Streisand and Hepburn. Okay. So they both got it. And Bergman, another legend. Yeah, she didn't get anything. Um, so that is going to end our William Batkin's revenge from the grave because he's mad. He's so mad. Facts. Facts. William Fat. Well, William Faxkins, but revenge from the grave because he's so. And mad. he's mad. He's. Don't leave that out, or he will get more mad. And he'll haunt you. Ooh. Uh, he's dead. Ghost emoji. Bone emoji. Bone? Gun oh, emoji. Bo- boner. Gun emoji. Gunner. Shoot you in your sleep emoji. <laughs> I- I- Apple's coming out with some weird emojis recently. Yeah. The, the second celebration emoji. of Mil- William Fridkin's death. <laughs> Shoot you. Shoot you in your sleep emoji because of William Fridkin. R.I.P. Um, so let's get into this movie. Have you seen Nicole lately? I'm trying to think of the last film I saw in theaters. I think it was Ashes probably City. Barbie. I have a I have a newborn now. We can't go to the movies. Bring the movies I, to you. We were watching them at home. I watched uh, Strays, that Will Ferrell dog one on Peacock. With was Jamie Foxx, it was okay. It was just, I mean, it wasn't great. It was one of the Did lowest of, it was one of the lowest I've rated this year. I also watched the uh the animated TMNT by Seth Rogen. Did you like that? That was pretty solid, actually. And it seems like he could be in both movies. Is he in both movies? Seth Rogen? Yeah. He wasn't in Strays, I don't think. No. no. And then I watched Theater Camp. It's like a. Mockumentary no, got Ben Platt. I did. I, I, I'm telling you right now, I did. And Theater Camp was very good. I recommend checking it out. Have you seen Nicole? No. We did some Monty Python in class, and I showed a little bit of The Gods Must Be Crazy in class, but that's about it for movies. No, no. I have seen her. When? In person? Uh, yeah, she's under my bed most nights. She, 
She's like reaching her little, little uh, she's she's reaching her little, little hands horn. up, you know, to try and like pull me down. But fuck them. She knows she's just mostly hungry, and I'm just like, get your hand away. Yeah, with your penis. <laughs> I keep smacking her hand away with my my dong. Yeah. And then and then I bang it with my dong on the gong. And then I stick and she it goes in a, away. And then I stick it in a bong real long. And smoke it. And then she smokes the bong while my dick is in there. And then she's you, under the bed. And then you come so hard. <laughs> you've never <laughs> you've never came and until unless your your dick is in a long bong while Nicole Kidman so, smokes yeah. it under the bed. Like it's Oh man. <laughs> you gotta watch try out. It. I'm telling watch you, right out. Now, you gotta try it. I'm rented out Nicole to to go under your bed if you're if you're willing. But you want to give that up? Your personal, your personal bong my, sucker, bong smoker. My my personal cum bonger. Kings would pay so much for that. Yeah, you're a I know, right? Guy. The, the Sacramento Kings would pay crazy would. for something like that. That's an asset. They would. Yeah, you should um, trade her. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna trade you for uh, De'Aaron Fox and two unprotected first round picks. Hang out with Darren Fox. Yeah. Swipe. And they get a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into this movie. Where'd you watch it? Did you watch it on HBO Max like me? I did. There you go. I watched some of it last yesterday, some of it today, split it up. I worked 60 hours this week after being off for seven weeks on paternity leave. So I'm like exhausted, but I had to watch it like last night. So 9 to 11 yeah. p.m. I watched it. And then I watched the Grizz game that was televised against Idaho. The end of it? Yeah. Try that. Yeah. They, they did it. Did you, they held did on. You, did you read anything asleep. or see anything about it? I was asleep. We almost like, gave it up, I saw. I know. It was like 23 to 21. And then hey. they, they, they got – they scored a touchdown Idaho did to bring it to 23-21, but they didn't get the two-point. So they went for the onside kick. They got the onside kick. Shit. But then, and then they but got then they sacked didn't. or something. But the one of their players was offsides. Am I thinking of a different game? I might be thinking of a different college game. I don't remember. It's all ran together. Anyway, anyway, it ended with their quarterback. He was scrambling, and we got a fumble recovery at the very end. So that was yeah. What I'm thinking. No, I feel you. Yeah, work Ophi- sucks. I know. Ophelia. She left me roses by the stairs. Oh, Ophelia. Surprises let me know she she left me roses by the stairs. Oh, Ophelia. Surprises let me know she cares. (laughs) (laughs) Say it ain't beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. So, this movie, though, by the Lumineers, is in Iraq. Yeah, chanting in Arabic as a desert sun beats down over archaeologists and workers start. in northern Iraq. I put near Petra. It looked like they were digging around Petra, but that's in Jordan. I think this is, yeah, not that. It looked like Petra, but yeah, probably not. That's right. And a, a kid comes to tell an older man that small <laughs> items guy. found. White guy. A bunch of these artifacts found in this hole are not from the same time period. And he digs Weird. a little further. Pulls out a carving of some kind. It looks like a little, little, little demon head, or like a little gargoyle head. head. Yeah, and there was a. 
like some there crazy was a, music crazy music there's a good shot of like he was sitting at a table and there's like this silver tray on the, or like a silver yeah. like, artifact on there but then he opens it up and he takes a pill from inside it's like oh that was kind of clever yeah you're thinking it's this ancient egyptian curse nope it's american curse <laughs> it's xanax nice. the american yeah. curse and so he's sitting at a restaurant he just seems so distressed he can barely eat or focus based on what he had seen and then just cut to like a like a one-eyed man he's got a second eye but it's like a glass eye or he's blind or something and he's just staring at him i was like what the hell crazy is this? iraqi fucking dude yeah and so the old man this is father Marin, tells someone that he must leave because there is something he needs to do we don't know what it is but he walks the streets and almost gets run over and as he does another good shot this is all he, like tension too like something's gonna yeah. come around around the corner and get him and you think, oh, my God, when there's a good shot, there's a creepy woman in the back of this horse-drawn carriage staring at him. I was like, she looks a little creepy, too. A witch, a ball black. Maybe. Any Maybe. any one of these things could be the curse that sets it off. And he makes his way all the way up this hill to a carved stone statue with what appears to be the same face on it as that small artifact he found. It's the statue of Pazuzu, Pazazu or something. Pazuzu. Pazuzu. Um, he stares at it. It stares back at him, and dogs fight each other loudly. There's growling. Music is growing. Chanting Swelling. is growing. Yeah, it sounds like the dogs are killing each other. They're... Oh, it really did. They were going nuts. Mm-hmm. So, was, so was, yeah, so is all the shit. Georgetown. Is this in D.C. Then I don't yep. know where Georgetown the fuck is. Is that that's where okay. it is? Yep. Uh, a woman hears crashes and rattles in her house, which she seems to be it's thinking Pazuzu. is coming from the attic. It's, right, the spoilers, Jesus. It's, it could goes, not be. It's not Pazuzu. There's a chance that Pazuzu could That's be the some... film is setting up, yeah. Could be rats, we don't know. But she goes it's into Pazuzu. her daughter's room to see her window is open as well. She, she seems to think... There's rats in her handy in, did in her it. attic. It's it's, did it. it could be Pazuzu, and yeah. she wants her handyman. That's not Pazuzu. It could be Pazuzu. It's like a it's, thing thing. To, he, she wants him to fix the rats. Set out Pazuzu Get rats neutered. in her attic. Yeah. Can you fix these rats for me, Bob Barker? Make sure to get your pets and rats neutered. Spade and neutered. Yeah. Her pet rats. And um. She goes to work and she's an actress. She's she's this big movie star. She's got a a big new movie with a fancy dancy director who's totally healthy. Burke Dennings. Yeah. He's totally. so healthy. Yeah. Yeah, nothing wrong. And as she's acting in this scene, we focus on a priest walking through the Georgetown campus. That's where they're filming. And Chris decides, this is the actress, her name's Chris, that she's gonna walk home tonight. And as she walks, that classic Exorcist music plays. The theme. The theme. In that dark setting. In the dark. And so With she's walking home. She walks by the priest from before. Not not old man. Young man. Father. father the Karras. boxer looking guy. Yeah, she walks by him and briefly overhears him talking to another priest saying, he feels like a fraud, but then a plane flies overhead and their conversation is inaudible. About what he could be. Yeah. He's just horny, that's why. He's so horny. 
Pazuzu I, made him horny. I feel like a fraud. No, it could. It Pazuzu might have made him horny. It's implied, <laughs> and it leaves that up to you. And I mean, it's pretty. Choose your own tell. Pazuzu. Yeah. Chris is home, and she's talking to her daughter Regan about her day. And her and Regan seem to have like a happy, loving mother-daughter relationship. The most no dad around. Looking girl ever. Yeah. Oh, she's great. Yeah. And priest, horny priest, is on the subway. And seems distraught, and uh, he won't even help a homeless man with some spare change or anything. Who used to be an altar boy. Oh, that's right. Can you help a little altar boy out? And he unzips his pants. He's like, I'm horny. He does. And the guy's like, I'm not Nicole Kidman. Put your bong away. (laughs) He's lighting up. Yeah. (laughs) And um, there was an amazing shot of the train passing by because this was in a subway station that he didn't help him. Yeah. Um, and light flashing on the homeless guy's face. It just it made continues. him a demonic strobe yeah. effect. It was right. You're right. Yeah. It's almost like they're painting like the poor as demons each time. Hmm. It, it was called a socioeconomic horror movie. In there some you fashion. go. Yeah. The poor man, the the homeless man, the one-eyed the rich man, the witch lady. Interesting. Well, I, goes, I have a different read on it, but yeah, we can go, keep going. Yeah. I was just I was just making complete speculation here. It's complete speculation. <laughs> complete speculation is coming. The complete speculation is coming. The complete speculation is coming. <laughs> um, but he's going to visit his mother. She's sick. She's very sick. And he is where you find out he used to be a boxer. She's got all of his old, like, boxing photos and medals in her apartment. She's a weirdly, he's he's a deep guy. Because he's also, he's also very well educated. I mean, he is a Harvard doctor turned priest ex-boxer. Also Johns Hopkins. But yeah. That's crazy. And wait, he also went to Johns Hopkins? Yeah, I said so. So he's a Johns Hopkins Harvard doctor turned priest ex-boxer, and he's horny. He is. That's a struggle. That's a deep character. But yeah, mom is injured, she's stuck in her home, and she's all alone. And she realizes that he is pretty distraught, but he won't admit it or tell her anything. Classic Italians. They're Greek. Oh. They're Greek, Lucas. Um... Now, cut to Regan and Chris. They're hanging out in the basement. They're doing arts and crafts. They're playing ping pong. And uh, Chris stumbles upon a Ouija board that's down there. I think the, maybe this is the first instance of the Ouija board trope in horror yeah, movies. Maybe. I'm not sure, but that could be. And apparently Regan has been using it quite often down in the basement. She's been talking with Captain Howdy, who Chris just thinks is her imaginary friend. But, like, she sets that board down and... Regan puts it, her hands it, there. <laughs> it fucking moves quick. Fucking Ouija's. I would I would never do that shit. I fuck that. I'm out of here. You're not one with the spirits. No, I don't want to do that. I could do it if it didn't like have any gore. It didn't cut me. I won't give it a that's, knife. That's the thing with Ouija boards. They always have knives attached. Yeah, they, they always want to cut you. They're so maybe they're so mad. I get a kid's version. A kid's Ouija. Yeah, it's just got nunchucks. That'll be fine. Um, but Regan's birthday's coming up, and her and her mom are planning a weekend together. They're going to go to the movies and 
They're going to go sightseeing in D.C. Regan's also probing her mother with questions about Burke Dennings, who is apparently a new man Getting that Chris has been seeing. This is the director. That the healthy guy. The hots for. He's so healthy. Yeah, in, invincibly healthy, almost. <laughs> like, he couldn't die, no matter what. No, not Burke. And old man from the beginning, Father Father Marin, uh, has met with a priest, and he wants out of this profession. Father Karras does. And mm-hmm. he believes he's lost faith. He's like, you know what? This is not a thing for me. I'm a man of medicine and science. He's too horny. That could be it, too. I mean, if you're a priest, you can't have sex. That's the big subtext of it all. The subsex. (coughs) Bless you. Um, And Chris is now losing it on the phone because Regan's father didn't call her on her birthday. (coughs) Excuse me. Yeah. Regan overhears it all. Big fight. They call each other names. Bad divorce is the real devil. Whoa. The big, the double D. <coughs> Her boobs. And uh, Chris wakes up to a phone call in the night. You're like, oh, the dad's calling. And Regan is sleeping in her bed because her own bed was shaking. She says. She says. Also, noises are crashing around in the attic again. But the phone call was her having to go and shoot a scene in the middle of the night or something. Classic movie director shit, yeah, I guess. <laughs> you gotta go shoot this. So Remember before she leaves, scene. she puts on her robe, she goes to inspect the attic, and good shot as she is, like, in the hallway, completely mm-hmm. silhouetted by the lighting of a candle. He knows how to light a movie, yeah. It's like, oh, it's maybe sick. she's Pazuzu. She Pazuzu'd. She was Pazuzu'd. That's why they said it. Um, And she goes up there, good shot of Regan with a dead look on her face in the bed as she's walking up the ladder into the attic. and Like she's already got hit, turned. Almost. Maybe by like a Pazuzu possession or something. Yeah. They open shit. up the attic and she's right there, but she's Nothing. in the attic exploring with her little candle. Flames go up on that candle out of nowhere and then they're out. And more crashes are occurring, but no rats. The traps are still set. And it couldn't have just been a gust of wind. No, because it's a it's an attic. And there's no windows and shit. I don't know what was going on. There are no wind windows. Yeah, that's why they're called windows. Because oh, they, they shit. They let wind in. I never realized the, that. The wind comes in. You're like, oh, window, wind, oh, oh, oh. wow. I didn't realize that. Genuinely, I I didn't. Yeah window i think we're i think we're reinventing the wheel here i should be an english teacher shit you should with a film option yeah on the res Uh, on the res well a priest setting up flowers in a church when he notices he turns around sees a mother mary statue with a horned penis and just fucking bloody spiky boobs yeah, I don't know what was going on with this either. Vandalized, I guess. The black mass in the church, somebody, there's a vandal. It's sexualizing Mother Mary. 
it's it's the larger metaphor being at play i think of the movie yeah sex horniness bringing out evil yeah well then the young priest's mother has been admitted to a psychiatric hospital she wasn't well he's upset that she ended up in the hospital so he boxes it out you know yeah rocky style rocky style when did rocky come out 76 i think 75 it was right around then too yeah uh but she seems like she's not her own self she's talking in tongues and she's shaking and blank looks in her eyes maybe mental health is the real devil no she might be pazuzu too you don't know i don't know and chris has thrown a large party for the movie in her own home and at this party, we learn that Goofy. Father Karras' mother has died. Sad. I don't know. Why is who, he here? I don't know. That's what I, now that I'm looking back at it, who's saying, who's. He was like someone's cousin or something. Oh, you know, the priest, his mom died. I don't know why this is. But he's there. Yeah. That's weird. Interesting. But this drunk director, kind of like For... Seth in a way. Gets in a yeah. fight with the butler after calling him a Nazi pig over and over and over again. Yeah, classic director shit. Classic Seth shit. Yeah. And then, a good shot. As Chris is tucking Regan into bed during the the party, telling mm-hmm. her goodnight. But when her mom leaves, like, she's mm-hmm. eyes are closed, she's asleep. When her mom leaves and shuts the door, her eyes shoot open and just stare into the but board. Not, not her own eyes, almost. It, yeah, it's like... Like she's a pazuzuit. She, I mean, you took the words right from my mouth. Your pazuzuit, yeah. You pazooed the words right out of my pazuzu. So she's back down at the party. Yeah, some guests are still there. They're playing piano and singing. And Regan comes down and tells them that they're all going to die up there. I was like, whoa! Bad nightmare, yeah. Pisses on the floor. Weird. Something's not right. And then stares blankly ahead. So Chris Bay is her, you know, gets her back in bed. But Regan wants to know what's wrong with her. She's like, why did I do that? Chris thinks she's just sick and had nerves and needs to take her pills. I'm like, what pills is little... Already on. Antipsychotic shit. I don't know. Antipsychotics? Has she been mentally ill this whole time? We don't know. That's part of the implication. I guess maybe so. the suggestion. And as Chris leaves her room, Regan begins to scream as her bed is shaking uncontrollably. Chris starts to notice this actually, hops on yeah. the bed, tries to like weigh it down, but it just rocks. So she knows right. like that's not that's not a, a little girl can't being, do this. That's not her being just sick. Yeah, little tiny girl can't do this. Little tiny girl can piss. The little tiny girl yeah. cannot do this. She can. Boy, <laughs> Boy did she. Can. Boy, can she? Girl, boy, can boy, she? Did she can, boy, girl. girl, you can do it, girl. She did boy. it. Boy, yeah. So, something's wrong. Something's wrong. And Father Karras dreams of his mother walking away from him, down like a subway as he can't catch up, but flashes that white-faced demon keep popping up, as well as a falling necklace. Hmm. Like roses. From Titanic. Oh, I see. They they were they were doing an homage. They were doing an homage to the 1997 film Titanic. Yeah, he's that good of a movie maker. (laughs) A twenty four in twenty four years, 
I know it. Billy Fred. James Cameron. Man, he just makes blockbusters. James Cameron makes movies that make money. God damn. He always does. Even Piranha 2. Or Piranha 3D, I believe it was. No, it was Piranha 2. That was his first movie. He did, he did the Piranha? First movie was Piranha 2. Jesus. Yeah. He loves the water. Well, um, after this little dream, Regan is at the hospital and is getting medicated for her hallucinations and what they deem to be muscular spasms that are due to a lesion in her temporal lobe. They That's say. The only, that's the only thing I mean, that could that be would causing this. do it, I would say. Seems I mean, like I don't... That would cause a lot of shit. I mean, it would, yeah, for sure. But the, the, the bed uncontrollably shaking, had they have seen that, they would have been like, okay. But they're just yeah. like, oh, she's, she's twitching. It's anti-medicine in a way. That's not the real reason. Medicine. But also pro-medicine. But kind of. And then you get, like, her being, like, really operated on with some, like, ancient medical technology. It was, like, looked like a CT scan. It was the loudest CT of all time. Mm-hmm. And they they stuck, like, a catheter needle into her carotid. They, like, pull a little pin out. That was insane. And it was just spewing. I was like, what? That didn't seem right. Yeah. Were, like, that seemed like a mistake. Like, you're going to feel a poke here. She's like, whoa. <laughs> they didn't numb it or anything? No. But she's a demon lady, so why need to, why sedate a demon? The test was to to examine obviously her brain structure with the CT scan and also check her demon vasculature to see if it Which was all was right. Clean, it was all fine. Yeah, no lesions, all vascular, no ab- vascular abnormalities from these tests. And so the doctors are, you know, they're like, well, we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing at the moment and see where it goes. So they get a house call. To Chris's house because Regan's gotten worse. She's freaking out. She is scratches on her face, vomit coming out. She's sick looking. Very sick looking. Skin. But one of my favorite things is uh, when they were like talking about what they've given her so far. They're like, what are we going to do next? Like, we don't know. We've given her Thorazine and Ritalin as a pharmacist. <laughs> Thorazine's an antipsychotic, Ritalin is for ADHD. <laughs> like, it might be, yeah. It might be her Ertner. I don't know, she can't man. Pay attention, I was like, so she's like freaking Ritalin? out. Ritalin? Ooh, Ritalin. Ooh. And Regan, they open up the door. And I mean, this is supposed to be scary, but seeing it now, she is like flopping, like pancaking in the goddamn yeah. bed. I kind of laugh at this. A little bit, yeah. Is flopping. it her, though? Or is it Pazuzu? I think it's probably her. She's just doing this for, like, shits and giggles. Exercise. But she's flopping on the bed, saying he is trying to kill her. This is in Regan's own voice. Until her eyes become completely white, her voice deepens. And, like, her behavior changes. And, like, a lump formed in her throat, like a frog, almost. (laughs) A frog went in there. A frog was in her throat, and she starts to say vile things and starts self-harming. So the doctors heavily sedate her, and they still believe this is a psychiatric matter. So they they describe her movements as like a mother lifting a car. She's like, what? Yeah, that's how she can lift the bed and fly almost. Lift the bed while on the bed? 
Yeah. That's science for you, those idiots. They are idiots. That's stupid. And so they perform another EEG on her and a, a spinal to pin down the lesion in her temporal lobe, but these all come back negative yet again. And the doctors are finally like, let's do some psychiatric help. Yeah, let's get her in therapy. And uh, Chris gets home. All the electronics in the house are on the fritz. Phones are ringing. Nobody's on the other end. Lights are going on and off. Her fridge was running. She had to catch it. (laughs) Yeah. Her blender, always a blender. Just blending. Yeah. All of her clothes. And she just she left it, it all up. on. She forgot. She makes it up to Regan's room, and the window is wide open. It's so cold in there, you can see her breath. Yeah, I think that's cool. She's shivering. That's a cool detail. That comes back. And she comes in. Burke was there and was supposed to be watching Regan. The nanny had had, had to go leave to pick up her antipsychotic. She was pissed about that. Very pissed. But Burke's nowhere to be found until you hear that he's dead. He jumped. Jumped out the window from Regan's room, which Down. is yeah. very conspicuously placed by this gigantic staircase. And tumbled he went. And his head turned perfectly 180 degrees around. Yep. Broke his neck. The Please come. Are, detectives are like, hmm, 180 degrees? I think it might be a mistake. Yeah. They're like, if it was 178 it, it makes sense, but so they got to call in the big guns now. Yeah, the family does. The mom, Chris does, and Regan's getting the big guns of psychiatric care, a little therapy session. The man's asking her if someone's inside of her, and he says he's able to hypnotize Regan seen. into letting him talk to her. It seems into to the, start working into Pazuzu, yeah, into Bang Howdy, whatever his name is. Captain Howdy. Uh, Captain, Captain Pazuzu Howdy. Howdy. Spooky stuff. But she strikes the psychiatrist, and then they must restrain her. Like my therapy. Really? That's what happens with yours? In my teletherapy, yeah. <laughs> your virtual therapy, you're always punching your therapist in the face. It's a hard task, but I get it done. And then you shove a cross up your vagina. That's how you always Is that end. the next scene? No. Oh. That's just what you do. Yeah. At the end. So, uh, a man comes to talk with Father Karras. He wants to know if he has any knowledge of witchcraft from his psychiatric end, from his time in medical school. And they're talking about that black mass desecration in the church with the dick and the spiky boobs, as well as Burke's death, who was found with his head turned around. They're like, this doesn't seem suspicious. This was the detective guy that was yeah, of course. Yeah. So he's he's trying to get to the bottom of this. He's he's talking to somebody who knows a science, man, spirituality, man. but also science. Yeah. And these two guys are trying to stay like one move ahead of each other, playing cat and mouse about what they know and what they will tell. Kind of a cool little angle, silo angle. I did the detective's like, you like, you like cinema? You yeah. like, I, I get tickets. Let's go see Othello. Good movie, by the way, Othello. I saw that. What about uh, The Tempest? The 60s, The Tempest. Also good. That's a. That's fucking Orson Welles, baby. That's a potential film for the season nine. 
We should do it. Because I listened back to an old episode. Good luck, Chuck. Yeah. Great episode, by the way. Good luck, Chuck, is a fantastic episode. It's a banger. But in there, you you and Seth made an agreement. You said if we watch Space Chimps 2 for Seth, that we would watch The Tempest. And you guys virtually shook on it. We have to do it eventually. That'll be great. He won't get it. Oh, he's an idiot. He doesn't know Prospero. They can't. Or Caliban. <laughs> or Taliban? Caliban. Let's see. Caliban. Oh, I thought you said the Taliban. I was like, sure. He gets them plenty. He, too much, probably. Too much he yeah, knows about definitely. the Taliban. Um, but yeah, they're playing cat and mouse, and Docs are now starting to believe that this could be maybe some sort of possession. They're all kind of round tabling it with <laughs> Chris there. Finally, in, maybe. In my medical knowledge, I'm diagnosing your daughter as possessed. As demon. As Pazuzu. As Pazuzu. Yeah, exactly. And they suggest an exorcism to Chris if they are the religious folk. She's not really. She's like, no, I'm not religious. But at this point, anything. I'll try anything. Yeah. Classic Maoria. So Chris is putting Regan to bed when she notices a little cross underneath her pillow. Do you know who put that there? Pazuzu. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> it wasn't Pazuzu. I know that. I Oh, it was... I think it was the the handyman. I think she had mentioned mm. that or something. And uh, she sees that under there. The man, the detective who was interrogating Father Karras, found that artifact from Iraq. Yeah. That Father Marin had. demon head. At the bottom of the staircase where Burke had died. That's odd. Something evil. How did Father Marin have it, but then it's ending at the bottom of the staircase? Um, it's demon, demons and death are connected. Like Pazuzu is forcing his way into people's lives. Almost. And he walks up these steps and shows up at Chris's home. And he is here to ask Burke if, oh, if Burke was there that night he had mm-hmm. died. She tells him all, you know, everything that she knows. He's speculating ways that Burke could have died. And he believes that someone was let into the house murdered Burke, broke his neck, turned it 180 degrees Jeez. around, and then pushed him out Regan's open window. Far-fetched theory. That was pretty... Like the Pokemon. Far-fetched, okay. I thought you meant theory, the Pokemon. Far-fetched isn't a great Pokemon. No, he's got the special thing in the... He can be traded or whatever. That's Surf? It. Yes, when he turns to Surfetch. Now that's where he gets nuts. Now we're cooking. He's got a shield. He's got he's got, he's got a sword. He's a part of. I think he was a part of Ash's championship team before he retired. I think that I think makes sense. Yeah. Well, he ends up. You know, he asks all those questions. He's still speculating, but he finally decides to leave when he gets an autograph. <laughs> hey, can I? Yeah, an autograph for my daughter. She's like, "What's your name?" Uh, it's it's me. It's it's for me. <laughs> So she gives him the autograph, but she's so disturbed by the whole thing, she has no time to relax as Regan starts screaming again upstairs. She's having an episode. Puts the little lock in the door and runs up. She goes upstairs to find the demon inside her penetrating her own vagina with the cross that was left in the room. Yeah, that's a nice image. It's like a martyr's kind of image. Yeah. And the demon forces, this was worse, because Chris tries to get her to stop, 
the demon grabs yeah. Azuzu grabs her head and is just facing it into her daughter's bloody yeah, crotch. Sam nice. slaps her, traps her in the room, is able to like move things telekinetically or whatever, and then slides starts sliding like this wardrobe towards her, trying to crush her. She doesn't get to the trip though, which is interesting. Yeah. But yeah. She escapes the wardrobe and she sees she sees another classic scene where Regan turns her head 180 degrees around. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, it's Burke. It's time. No, it's Burke. That Burke has possessed her. That's because he turned his head 180 mm. degrees around. Yeah. That's how you know. Yeah. That's some demonic shit. That's some cool filmmaking, old school filmmaking shit, too. The practical, the practical effects are crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, Chris ends up meeting with Father Karis. She asks him all about his background in medical school and as a priest and how to perform an exorcism. He tells her that exorcisms are an outdated ritual. They don't, no one has performed one in years. Um, and with his medical background, he doesn't see the necessity. Yeah, I mean, they're real of, hardly. Yeah. Because of his understanding of mental illness now. He's like, if you can see past this, this is just, you know, this is bipolar or schizophrenia that she's going through. And so, she's like, my daughter turned her head 180 degrees around. Pazuzu is not schizophrenia. Yeah, no kidding. Pazuzu-phrenia. Pazuzu, I need a priest. I need a priest, oh. I need she a priest. A musical need number. A priest coming out for the night. The boxer guy's here. Do you remember Dancing. when Fairy Godmother performs that in Shrek 2? No, but I I do kind of. Shrek 2 is so good. I just watched it the other day. Premiered at Con. Shrek and Shrek 2. Shrek 3, Shrek 4, and Shrek 5, not so great. What about all the, the Puss in Boots? Honestly, I've heard great things. That, I mean, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, this one that came out this last year. Did you see it? <laughs> no, I didn't. Had like a 96 on Rotten Tomatoes, though. Like, people loved it. Yeah, I was briefly in the... I think it's in the IMDb Top 250, even. Could be. It was nominated for Best Animated Picture. Yeah, it was a tough year for it to win. What won last year? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Super tough year. I think there was one good one. It wasn't Turning Red. Turning Red... Oh, it was... uh, uh, Alejandro Iñárritu's Pinocchio. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that was a runaway. So, um, anyway, supposedly to be a candidate for an exorcism, he tells her that a large investigation would need to take place to see if it is even warranted and then be approved by the church. So it's a long process. Chris is begging him to just come see her daughter. And he says that he will gladly see her, but as a psychiatrist, not as a priest. He's the rare double duty priest. He can see her as a psychiatrist or as a priest. Double trouble. That's why he's the guy for the job. Him and him and Oldie. <laughs> so Karis comes to meet Regan as a psychiatrist, and she is just so deeply possessed. The instant she walk, he walks in the room, she's like, "I'm the devil." Is that like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, I wonder which this is. Yeah. <laughs> Stating that Regan is in the room as well as his deceased mother, and you're like, "How the fuck does she know about this?" She, she even changed she her voice at one point to that homeless to the man. Homeless like spare change. Boy guy. But he doesn't know the mom's maiden name. 
the demon. Remember? Yeah. Pazuzu. He he doesn't say the we'll main name. That. And then projectile vomits all over him. Instead, yeah. And Father Cares, although he saw some shit, tells Chris that his best suggestion would be close observation in the best hospital for six months. But Chris tells him that she knows that is not her daughter. And if he has any inkling that this is not just some mental illness, that she would love an exorcism. She loves it. <laughs> she would love an exorcism. She's begging for one. She's fighting in there with Pazuzu and the mom and everything. Yeah. And that detective guy's watching as Father Karras leaves Chris's home. Uh-oh. Some questioning and now some funny business going on. <laughs> Might die. So Father Karras comes back uh, with, like, a recorder for some evidence. Yeah. And he starts to sprinkle holy water yeah. on her, and she begins to speak in tongues, and he records it for evidence. Because he needs something of her doing something she didn't do before. Correct. Yeah. Like, I mean, another language or something, shit. I mean, the whole her speaking in the voice yeah, of the homeless know. man. I don't know why that didn't count. <laughs> seemed like very, be like, oh shit. She said these exact words in that exact voice, but. He was convinced, but yeah. Um, and he's gathering all this ed- evidence. He lets Chris know after he's done that he doesn't have a solid case. I thought it was pretty indicative, but. He admits to her that the water he sprinkled on her was only tap water, and he said it was holy water. So she just could have been faking it the whole time. The, the, I guess the real devil would know. That is that is a goofy little tricky devil. Makes you think. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, I that's where the devil's... You got your nose. I got, got your, your red nose, nose, devil. Well, as a last desperation attempt, Chris admits that Regan killed Burke Dennings and pushed him out the window and he's like, oh, fuck. Because there's nobody else in the home. Yeah. My daughter is a murderer. murderer. And so he takes those recording tracks to Father Dyer. Is that the old guy? Oh, that's Father Marin. Father Dyer was like the younger, the other younger one from the end of the movie with like the short hair. And he he was, like, on it. He, like, started to play the tracks, which were just in tongues. He's like, you're an idiot. This is English and backwards. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> so, Which is uh, demonic enough, you would think. I mean, yeah. Can you speak full sentences in reverse? No, I mean, that's insane. But doesn't count, I guess. The case is falling apart. And, I mean, like, they play the track backwards. Regan is saying, fear the priest, Marin, and I am no one, over and over and over. Yeah, the guy's like, you got no case here, bud. <laughs> hey, fear that demon. priest, Father Marin, and I am no one. So Father Karras is in, called immediately to Chris's home to inspect Regan. And she he goes up there and carved into the skin on her stomach, like coming from the That's inside, nice. Yeah, reads, help me. Those are That's some good nice. practical effects. Yeah. I wonder if it's... I'm... That guy, Dick Baker or whatever, who did Alien and all those. Oh, all the best practical effects come from like one tree of of craft guys. From all the Dick Bakers. All the Dick Bakers. And so he sees that and he's like, he presents his evidence. He's like, this is too much. They grant him the opportunity to do the exorcism, but they say you need to find a partner. And they settle on Father Marin. 
the older gentleman from Iraq in the beginning, Max von Sydow. Who they were talking backwards about. The lady was. The demon was. Yeah. And supposedly he's experienced with this matter. He performed an exorcism in Africa 10 to 12 years prior that lasted months. Like, That's God crazy. damn. My, my great deceased great great uncle was an exorcist really yeah for the mennonite church so i don't i think they just talked for a long time they didn't do any of this shit but he was an exorcist uncle jim oh Oh, father Marin is like anonymously handed a letter in the woods by another priest saying like you you've been you've been served you're summoned to to exercise and so he comes to the house, and you get that famous streetlight shot as Father Marin arrives in a cab at Chris's home. This is the poster. cover shot, yeah. And such great shots as he, like, exits the cab and closes the door. Shots of Regan's eyes as Marin nears. She knows. He knows. Because if devil he's knows. performed an exorcist on the devil, he They've knows. danced before, yeah. Dancing with the devil. And so the instant he gets in the home, Regan from up the stairs just goes, Marin. I was like, oh shit, it is on. Yeah, this is like a fucking Goku back and fighting his antagonist type shit. <laughs> Goku versus Frieza. Is that the, is that the bad guy? Frieza and Cell are like the big two bad guys. The big baddies. Vegeta is also like his his antagonist, but then. He helps him when it's against true evil, so. Yeah, so it's the same. Yeah, this this is exactly like Dragon Ball Z. Exactly. They follow Um, each other. And so Marin is briefing Karis on the situation. And as Karis, like of what they need to do, and as Karis is trying to give him like background on Regan and everything he knows, Marin realizes that's not important. I don't care about who Regan is or what's been going on. It's the devil. It's the devil. We've got, we're just here to do the exorcist. The only important thing is ridding the devil from her efficiently. Yeah, it's just a vessel for this guy. And during the beginning of this exorcism, Regan is writhing and screaming. Marin is just calm and confident. He's done this before. Not his first time around. I want to watch a movie about the exorcism that took months. That'd be crazy. The exorcism that what? It took months that he did. Oh, I know, right? That's a movie. The 19-hour film. That's good. Um, Karis is incredibly frightened this whole time. He's, like, shaking, holding his Bible, like, trembling voice. The man of science? Yeah, no kidding. That as they start, this bed is raising like crazy. More good effects. The lights are going. You see the face of that white face of the demon briefly. She starts oozing green goo from her mouth. She's flicking her tongue out like crazy, like a fucking snake or like. This is like, yeah, all the effects being thrown at her at once. The bed's rising and slamming. And Father Marin, he actually seems to be shaken a bit by it, but comes in with a vengeance. The The devil is saying anything it can to get into the heads of the priest. Really starting to fuck up Father Karras with all the talk about his mom. Mm-hmm. Who and is he, dead, recently dying? Who has recently died, and he actually loses it for a bit. He's like, "Shut the fuck up, you bastard! That's my mom." <laughs> Tries to hit the kid. Yeah, he 
I think he does punch the kid in the face. Deservedly. But pulls him off, and she sits up in bed and does the full head spin. Yeah. Demonic shit. The classic exorcism shit. And then she breaks her restraints and begins floating in the air as the power of Christ has taken over Compel- her body. It's compelling her almost. You could you could say that the power of Christ compels her. Very popular movie made that phrase popular, I think. Yes, for sure. And the entire house starts to like shake. Like the foundation is cracking from the sheer power of this exorcism and the devil and Christ. And the priests are shaken like so violently that they fall on the ground. Hard to get through, yeah. And they they hit the ground and get back up and see Regan standing on the bed moaning to that statue from Iraq that Father Marin had seen in the room. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's the devil. It's Pazuzu. It's all of it together. It's an ancient deity. It's Pazuzu. Pazuzu. I don't know if any of you guys saw this coming. (laughs) I did. Definitely. I mean, if you were listening to us, there's no way you would have known. But No. Your whispering eye. My whispering eye saw it coming. Pazuzu's back. Your vagina. Yeah. Brown eye. Girl. <laughs> That's about butt sex. The whispering eye and the brown eye. Do you think your mom knows that? I think so. How did told you her enough. You told her 12 times. <laughs> First time I met Lucas's mom, we're at Trivia in Missoula at the Thomas Marbar. She couldn't shut up about how brown-eyed girls about butt sex talking to her. I don't think you're right about either. But, you know, we were right about. Did we win that night? Pazuzu. Pazuzu. Also, yes, we won trivia that night. $100 gift card. But after all this happens and that statue comes, Regan has calmed down. She's like basically passed out. And Marin proposes to Karis that they rest before starting again. But the look in Karis's eyes is so distraught. They're sitting on like. Hardly, yeah. They're sitting on the staircase, and as they rest, Marin goes to the bathroom to take a pill, basically. Take a piss. No, to take a pill. Yeah. And a piss. And as he's alone, Karis takes the time to enter Regan's room alone. One-on-one. And as he walks in, he sees his own deceased mother sitting on the bed. That's fucked up. She then changes to Regan's form, but speaks to her in his mother's voice. And he then listens. He takes his stethoscope out, listens to Regan's organs, and tells Father Marin that he's afraid that Regan's heart is too weak to make it any further. Like, if we continue the exorcism, she's going to die. Fuck it. So he loses his cool about his mother again, and Marin's asking him to leave the room. And he's performing the exorcism alone and clutches that cross tightly. While Marin does his thing. While Marin does his thing. Karis exits the room and tells Chris that her daughter's going to live. No matter what. Even though he just said, I don't think. Yeah, put on the brave brave face. And then she lets that detective into her home. He's there. The mustachioed one, yeah. Yeah. And Karis heads back into the room to see Father Marin face down, dead on the bed. With Regan's body just seated up on the corner, just All staring nice at trim. him. Yeah. Just basically laughing at him as it he's didn't dead. Take very long. No, not at all. 
So Karis, realizing that Regan's not going to survive this, grabs Regan's body, just starts haymaker in her, boxing, you know, knocks to the ground, starts yeah. punching, begging the devil to take him instead. So the devil happily yeah. moves it into his own body. Obliges. <laughs> Much obliged. Regan is cured. Yeah. So he he takes over his body and as like a basically a self sacrifice, Father Karis jumps out the window with the possessed devil inside of him, falls down those stairs that Burke had earlier and kills himself. Thus essentially killing the devil along with him. Yeah. And Regan comes to her own self, screaming for her mom to help her and confront her. She's just bloody and just like starving yeah. and but she's back. Vomit. dead bodies all around and you cut to some time in the future chris and regan are moving out of this house and they're heading on their <laughs> europe trip classic ending the nanny gives chris that locket from the necklace uh that marin had found in their room mm-hmm. this necklace keeps being passed around as kind of a a safe token mm-hmm. And uh, Chris tells Father Dyer, that other, that other one that knew the the tongues backwards, yeah, that Regan doesn't remember any of what happened. But as Regan looks at Father Dyer, she stares at his neckline like that little, the little white his crucifix thing, the little white buckle that the priests have in their neck. Yeah, yeah his or, collar. Yeah, his collar. Yeah. And then she kisses him goodbye. Yeah, in a remembering, longing look. Do you think she remembered everything that happened and that she's just kind of a front? I think I think she just is symbolizing somehow she knew something about Catholics or religion being helpful in her life. Yeah. Maybe even subconsciously, but yeah. Well, Chris hands off the necklace to Father Dyer for safekeeping. He's going to be around this house and be in this town. He's going to need it. And he walks over to the stairs where Karis had died with the window. Burke had died, yeah. And Burke with the window in the background of Regan's room boarded up. He looks down the staircase. The iconic music plays the theme. And he quickly turns around and walks the other way. And that is the end of The Exorcist. Good movie. We exercise that for sure. We exercised it to completion. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Um, that is the end of our movie. Lucas doesn't have quotes, but I do. And we've got some ratings and reviews, some from Seth as well. So let's take, let's a, take quick, a break. Did you see my a, text? Too? Take, take a break. Take a quick break. I might have to take a, a day long break. What? No, At this time. No, no you're I good. think I can go to bed now. Because Alex what? is angry. Yeah. She's hangry. You need to feed She's her. She's a little angry. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I can do 20 we minutes. Can, we can finish it up tomorrow. Let's do it. I can do 20 minutes. Tomorrow? Day-long break. You won't even know where the yeah. pot... Yeah. Movie, 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 mov
It is he who commands you. He who flung you from the heights of heaven to the depths of hell. Fuck him. Be gone. Fuck him, Garrus. From Fuck this him. creature of God. Be gone. In the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Damien. Amen. God, defender of the human race. Oh, I command you by the judge of the living and the dead to depart from the servant of God. The power of Christ compels you. That the power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. The, the power, power of Christ, Christ compels you. They don't know. It's seamless. It's fucking seamless. And it's still Sunday. It's foolproof, honestly. I don't know why more podcasts don't do the movie, movie, no, the movie, movie, movie technique. They don't get it. But it is the, the cr- Lord's Day still. The crime, the crime podcast going movie, movie <laughs> to transition. <laughs> It'll be pioneered after us. But like I said, we went to church today. Yep. Um, I can't wait for that that Giants game tonight. I wonder who will win. I mean, it's going to be the Bills, right? They're the better team. You would think. You never know, know on Sunday night. Maybe it could night. be like a non-called holding call on the very end where, I don't know, maybe Daniel Jones doesn't play in the end and Tyrod Taylor's subbing in a quarterback and That's he has to crazy. like no. lob it into Darren Waller. I'm just guessing. But there's That's like a no-call hold. And there might be a war in Israel. Well, that's that'd be crazy. That's been going. Too. That's been going on. That's not. Oh, we yeah. know that's crazy. That's not yeah, just it, happening on this Sunday. It is Sunday though. It is Sunday, and we're talking movies. We're talking quirks. The Lord's Day, the Devil's Day. We're talking quirks. You didn't take any quotes. No, I'm I'm on a anti quote. Sort of, it's sort of, sort of linked to consumerism and capitalism, but. Can't quite make the connect the dots yet, but I'm working on it. You also want seventy million dollars, or well, that'd be nice. Right? Yeah, or you won't take quotes. That's what you said because it's still Sunday, don't you remember? So yeah, I'm not working. Yeah. So I've got quotes at least. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve of them are from Seth. Really? No. That doesn't make sense. He, he didn't, didn't watch, watch it. Me. Um. All right. Let's see what I've got. Um. There, there are many that I took just from IMDb. Actually, I only took one, two, three, four during the watching. Okay. Um, odd balance. I'm yeah. Sure an odd guy. So. Uh. First one from IMDb. The demon says, "What an excellent day for an exorcism." And Father Karras goes, Karras goes, "Would you like that?" The demon goes <laughs> intensely, and he says, "But wouldn't that drive you out of Regan?" And he says. It would bring us together. He said, you and Regan. He says, you and us. And I was like, oh. That's some menacing shit. Yeah. What a badass. <laughs> I, I would have been like, I'm out. I don't I don't give a shit. I don't, yeah, he, I don't he wants how, me. I don't he wants how us. powerful the Lord is. I'm out. I don't give He's, a shit about this. That's crazy. Um, I took I put this one down from IMDb just because it is probably the most quotable thing from the film. The power of Christ compels you. It's... This movie popular. So my uncle phrase. says. <laughs> just normal. Yeah, just normally to you. He's just. Yeah. Just letting you when know. I have demons. 
when I have my demons. Like the Imagine Dragons do? Yeah, and and my anxiety. That's your demon. Yeah. Um, the demon says your mother sucks cocks in hell. Carrots yeah. and faithless slime. Unsh- it sh- didn't shake him either. No. And I, demon is so foul mouthed the whole time. That's a lot of what I took down here. Because the next one is stick your cock up her ass, you motherfucking worthless cocksucker. The like, goddamn. Yeah. Coming from the mouth talk. of like a of what appears to be a fourteen year old girl. That's what makes it so good. Yeah. And why she should have won an Oscar. Uh Father Karras says, Why her? Why this girl? And Father Marin goes, I think the point is to make us despair, to see ourselves as animal and ugly, to make us reject the possibility that God could love us. Which is great because it pins this evil light on what the uh an evil light on what the devil could be trying to get into each of our own heads is why make just this teenage girl terrible, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, next father Dyer says my idea of heaven is a solid white nightclub with me as a headliner for all eternity. And they love me. (laughs) Me too. That'd be cool. I think that was when he was talking to Father Harris when they were like in that room in the church or something. Yeah. And he was all sad. Uh, last one from IMDb as they walk into the room and Regan is masturbating with a crucifix, just shoving it up there. Pretty cool. The de- demon just goes, Let Jesus fuck you. Let Jesus fuck you. Let him fuck you. And I was like, God damn it. I wonder if that's ever happened. Uh, if Jesus has ever, there's ever been a Mexican guy let Jesus fuck. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Been asking for that. He, he, the Jesus has loved this film. <laughs> they do. Um. All right. This and then my four from the movie for me taking them. The drunk director at one point during the party, he was so drunk and he just Burke. goes, Burke. There seems to be an alien pubic hair in my drink. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> a funny guy. You are trashed right now. Probably a, a straw, yeah. Uh, this is when Father Dyer and Father Karras are in that room with when I just said about the yeah, nightclub and whatnot. And he's putting him to bed, and I think Father Karras is drunk. And <laughs> Father Karras goes, well, are you going to steal my shoes now? And he goes, no, I tell fortunes by reading the creases. Go to sleep. <laughs> well, yeah, they're goofy drunks. Yeah. Um, Another one. I think this is Father Karras and Father Dyer once again. How do you go about getting an exorcism? And Father Dyer goes, well, first you hop in your time machine and go back to the 16th century. Hey, yeah. the carpet doesn't move, buddy. No, that is... That is Chris talking to Father Karras when they meet in the park or something. She's got her hood up, and it's like the secret meeting between them asking if she can do an exorcism. And he, being the science man's like... It's like, they don't do those anymore. Yeah. And he has to do them. And my last one... Your ultimate. My ultimate is when Father Marin comes to start the exorcist with Father Karras. And Father Karras is all about, you know, he's new to this, and Father Marin is the... The professional and Karis just goes, Do you want to hear the background of the case, sir? And Marin just goes, Why? I was like, yeah. Fuck. 
It doesn't matter. This is intense. That was his whole deal, too, in the movie, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter who the girl is. doesn't matter where it is. It's just me and the devil once again. Me and the We've boys. We've done this dance before. Yeah. This guy keeps <laughs> fucking the devil up. That's a, that's a bad dude. <laughs> this is the second or third time he's had this encounter. Marin versus the devil in his prime, or Mike Tyson versus Holyfield in their prime. It's a good matchup. Yeah. They got each other at the end. Um, okay, that's the end of quotes. It's ratings time. Hey. hey. Ratings off. time. Ratings, ratings time. time. We're all gonna rating this time. It's time to rate the movie, not date the movie. It's time to rate a bitch. Let's rate a bitch. Uh, Tomometer, what do you think... This did guy. Seth guess these? I forget. He, did, he didn't guess anything, but he Bitch. did give me his rating, review, and reasoning. All right. Thermometer, Exorcist, 94. Mmm, 85. Okay, what? Okay, okay. I win. You win. You've won today at 5 0 right now. Audience score? 93. 87. Okay. I'm, I'm, we're closing it on each other. And then, pretty, it's pretty low. I mean, horror movies, like me and Martyrs, we just didn't fit, right? Mm-hmm. We realized at the end of that one, too, that it was pretty critically acclaimed, and it just like was not for me. So horror movies, not for everybody. They're divisive. I saw that, um, that new A24 horror film, Talk to Me, that had some good buzz about it. Had like yeah. a 94 on. That's Rotten pretty hot. Tomatoes. Yeah. The indie ones. I think can get more love because it's like the only people going to see that are horror movie people. I guess that's true. Or something that goes like mainstream, like 300 million. Like, I wonder what, I mean, Get Out's probably pretty high too. I bet Get Out. Hereditary was 90. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking up Midsommar right now. Midsommar was... Oh wait, I need to look. I mean, get out, get out to ninety-eight. That does not make my point. I think I'm just dumb. <laughs> no, I mean, no. I what you're saying makes sense to me. I mean, I I typically don't like horror films anyway, but I mean, there's a lot of puking and stuff like that. Midsummer had an eighty-three and a sixty-three. So, Ooh. okay. Um, and then we're going to IMDb. Meta score out of ten. A ten. Yeah. Um. Oh wait. No, I have these backwards. Meta score out of a hundred. I, I I caught you correctly. You did. Meta score out of a hundred. That makes sense. Now I'm home. I'm cooking. Let's go with a seven point nine. I knew exactly what you were gonna find. <laughs> of course. I knew exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You idiot. I was going to call you out on it, too. You are very close with this one. Uh, Hopefully you can hear me as the internet cut out there. But it's at 81. 81. 81. There we are. So I was pretty close. You were pretty close. Um, And then audience score out of 10. Out of 10? Yes, out of ten. Um, I'll say 
it's an 8.1. Again. So all right in the middle. Critics 85 and 81 for an 83 average. And audiences 87 and an 81 for an 84 average. Lucas, what are you giving The Exorcist? Um, I think it's it's a pretty pretty stunning work of cinema, regardless um, of its horror distinction, especially for 1973. So that makes it a 50 year old movie. We're doing it on the 50 year anniversary. That's pretty crazy. We didn't even talk about that. The 50th anniversary of the podcast. Yeah. Of the podcast. Um, I think it's pretty stunning piece of cinema. Pretty great acting. William Friedkin's a force. I'm going to give it a 9.1. Nice. 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 You want to hear what Seth had to say? Do we have to? Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's (laughs) hear it. He said he's going the classic 7.3. Oh, he said I didn't I didn't actually get to rewatch it, but I've seen it twice and thought it was boring both times. I'm sure it's revolutionary, whatever Lucas is going to say about it, but it's a product (laughs) of its time. And I think uh, a product of its time, I think, and no other movies get that pass. He's wrong. I mean, <laughs> per usual. He's, he's still in the bathroom. He's not feeling well. No, he he told he texted us his colon fell out. Yeah. Into the toilet. It's in there. And William Friedkin is mad about it. He's so mad. Um, I've been. What's your guess? Oh, I'm gonna guess. Um. Yeah. What's your guess? I guess that my rating. I've been torn on it. I think. I'm going to do an 8.3 is where I'm ending on it. It is, I mean, it's great. It is a touch boring. It's not necessarily scary. I mean, it's a horror film, but I had never seen before knowing the name The Exorcist. I thought I was going to be scared out of my wits the whole time. And it kept me on edge knowing that this is The Exorcist. But never was I like freaked out. I think martyrs scared me a little bit more just from a like a possessed with girl ghoul aspect instead. Um, But you said the acting is great. I love the subtle storytelling of each of these characters crossing with Father Marin in northern Iraq. You got Father Karras with his troubles of doubting faith. But then he comes to faith with horniness and this horniness and the boxing. And then Chris and her family with Regan going on. Um, started the movie. Did not think there was going to be so much Iraq in it. Of Iraq, yeah, I forgot how much of that there was in there actually. And like it was very making. It's it's just very an intense film, an intense filmmaking style too. It's very mm-hmm. gritty. It's very in your face. It's sweaty almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a scintillating tale. And I think it's a good. Uh, idea to like like i said the exorcism doesn't happen until like the last 20 minutes and i mean there are the possession things leading up in the last hour but a lot of it is like a fight between science and religion and i think that's a kind of a good standpoint to see where people fall on this spectrum within a film it's big it's biggie so a 7.3 and 8.4 and a 9.1 calculating uh, 17.4 524.8 that's gonna be a 8.3 average that's, that's my crazy. that's me that's me 
That's me. It's gonna be May. Brandon did it. He wins. He doesn't even I, play. I'm. I, that's a winnie if we ever. He, I, I, win, I win a he movie, movie, guys. I want a movie. <laughs> Put it on your resume. Yeah. Uh, I would like to thank the Academy of the Moopies, uh, especially the Johansson family. Uh, Earl Johansson, Sandra Johansson, Jackie Johansson, Jonathan Johansson. We can't leave out Earl Johansson Jr. or Earl Johansson Sr. Uh, obviously, or William Scarlett. Blinken, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, shout out to you, Lucas. I'm going to thank you for giving me this win. Fuck. Uh, yeah, right? Fuck it. Uh, Cameron Johansson, Arthur Johansson, Marilyn Mo- Johansson. No, I'm not thinking Seth. He's still in my bathroom oh. fucking it up. Thank you, yeah. Devin. I'd like to thank uh, Marina and Callie for letting me watch this movie and my parents for b- birthing me for all babies want to be born. And last but not least, I'd like to thank Jesus Johansson. Uh, and Jesus Johansson for all their work that they did for me. That was wonderful. Yeah. Um. So, do you want to hear some reviews real quick before we end it? Um. I, I just want to give you a quick hand of applause for that. Thank there you. Go. And I would yeah. like to thank you for thank giving you. me a hand of oh, a round of applause you. to you thank for you. giving me a round of applause. Amazing. Amazing. Um. I would <laughs> like to hear some some reviews from like critics and. Fourth thousand Otherwise. critic reviews to sort through on wikipedia it was big it was like big. old critic reviews and then new critic reviews and then legacy critic reviews like god damn it so Let's i hear five short but good ones short but good ones is is big rog in here he's number one chicago times he says i knew it the acting particularly bursting and the special effects deserve praise but i'm not sure exactly what reasons people will have for seeing this movie Surely enjoyment won't be one. Are people so numb they need movies of this intensity in order to feel anything at all? Four out of four stars. Wow. That's that's like him saying, like, this fucking blew my socks off. You people are Mm -hmm. nuts. I'm a freak. Why are you doing this? I I don't know why you would watch this. It's not you won't enjoy it, but it's that good. Yeah. Um, Stanley Kaufman at the New Republic. He said. This is the scariest film I've seen in years. The only scary film I've seen in years. Must be a Catholic. Yeah, right. Uh, Vincent Canby at the New York Times says... I think we've done this guy before. I think once or twice. He says, a chunk of elegant occultist claptrap. A practically impossible film to sit through. Establishing a new low for grotesque special effects. Hmm. Is this interesting to hear coming off the heels of Martyrs, the grossest film ever made? <laughs> Not even close. Yeah, and this is like a this is like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, Blood and Honey. Blood and Honey. We did that. We watched that. Uh, John Lando at Rolling Stone said, "The Exorcist is nothing more than a religious porn film. The gaudiest piece of schlock." This side of Cecil Bill DeMi- B. DeMille. Oh, Cecil B. DeMille's great. There's an award that's, that's after shocking. her at the Oscars. Yeah. Oh, well. is, it, is that like the Lifetime Achievement? Is the Cecil B. DeMille or is it like the Humanitarian? I think, I think it's I Lifetime think it's, Achievement. That's what I was thinking. Because she had a life. She did. You're right. So it has to be that. 
But they she's also a human, so it could be humanitarian. Ah, right. It's all after her. <laughs> and my last one that I've got is by Michael Dempsey at Film Quarterly. He says, the trash Film Quarterly? Film Quarterly. He says, the trash bombshell of 1973, the aesthetic equivalent of being run over by a truck, a gloating, ugly exploitation picture. 10 out of 10. He didn't give a rating. Only Big Rog did. I think that that, that could still be a positive review of this movie, I think. That's kind of what it's going for. The aesthetic equivalent of being run over. He said trash bombshell, though. I I think that could be a good thing. But what if the truck you're being run over by is the one that Emotions. creeps driving? Oh, oh. yeah, that's gross. <laughs> we went completely differently. Yeah, I don't want the creech truck. <laughs> I would love the emotion truck. Run me over. Let yeah, me explore. That's, what, that's why we. That's why we do art. We're gonna rock creech. down to Emotion Avenue. <laughs> yeah, not creech. And then we'll drive a truck now. Bad idea, actually, uh, to get all and emotional. We'll, and, and then, then we'll car. kick a creech out. We'll do that, yeah. Um, and then last, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Normal seven user reviews. First uh, off, Songbird. Songbird. Knew it. October I'm right. 3rd. You're right. I You're win. the winner. You get a moopy. I'm a moopy winner. I think I had a, this is my second or third time winning a moopy. Anybody to thank? Um. You. Thank you. Um, Callie. Um, Alex. Um, I I I don't know. I never thought I'd get this far. That'll that'll be it. That's all. What about the Johansons? No, fuck. Oh wow, that's (laughs) we defer Um, there. Devin, go eat some shit, bitch. <laughs> go, go eat some fucking shit, you fucking bitch. You bitch. Uh, and Seth, what up? Homie. And that's it. Okay. I don't thank him, though. Songbird be clear. on 10-13-2011 says, The horror genre is a genre that has been growing on me over time, and I genuinely believe The Exorcist is a landmark of it. Not just how much it's talked about or parodied, but also its ability to unnerve and unsettle me even years later. The Exorcist is a fantastic film, both as a film of its genre and a film full stop. Overall, genuinely unsettling and effective. 10 out of 10. There it is. That's Only two paragraphs for her on this. It was crazy. She, she didn't have she, things to complain about. Brevity. So what? What a great saying. Yeah. That should be one of the greatest movie quotes of all time. Gravity is the soul of wit. Movie podcast quotes of all time. It's right behind, the... right behind movie, 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 movie. <laughs> um, Snoopy style. Next also, up, big hitters. They're yeah. out. Seth has to say on December second, twenty fourteen. It marks another step in the horror genre. The special effects and makeup are the best. The projectile vomiting is even is gross even today. The first half is rather slow, but the exorcism lays the groundwork for all others to follow. Max von Sydow was powerful in his performance. Linda Blair shall be cinem- cinematic history for all times. 
This is one of those signposts that marks the march of films. Nine out of ten. Interesting. A little historical, mm-hmm. contextual placing of it. All right, if you can guess. Soon after. Yeah. What year was that? 80. 80? I was thinking 81. Either way, we're right there. If you can guess this next user reviewer, you really win the movies. Me? Yeah. Let me try. Do it. I don't have to just guess blind? Yeah. Fuck. Um, Cost mask. Mm, Close. It's P-W-N-Y-C-N-Y. Have we done him before? No. (laughs) Potentially Pony Cine, if you say it out. But on 8-8-2005, August 8, 2005, they say, This movie is the quintessential story of good versus evil. The story is powerful, compelling, incredible. Further, it's not a horror movie. Rather, it's a movie about fate, sacrifice, and self-exploration. For this movie portrays a struggle which brings out self-doubt and renders the characters utterly helpless in the face of a force so overwhelming and malevolent that the protagonists are literally thrown against a wall. A little girl is possessed, dot dot dot, or is she? The situation tests the characters' fates and belief in the powers beyond the ability of science to detect, accept, or control. Even the young priest himself has doubts and undergoes a test of faith that transforms him from a self-doubting and guilt-ridden hypocrite into one of the great heroes in the history of cinema. As such, it is a true work of art and definitely worth watching. One out of ten. That doesn't seem right. Wait, 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 wait. Why is no. that? Why it's is that? Be prize is a typo. Meant it it has to be a typo, right? He seemed like he liked it. Quite profuse really, in his. He really his did praise. seem like he liked it. The Exorcist. Ramble for a second while I look. Um, I think, I think, um, this movie really has it all. It doesn't have a love story, I guess. Where's the love? As the Black Eyed Peas said. Um, I guess it's the love between, between man and Jesus Christ, I guess, in the end of it all. Which is sort of a love story. The greatest love story, a lot of Christians would argue. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what's going on. Um, if, if that's, if that's up to me, what I think is, is that Israel should not be doing what they are doing. Um, just chill out. Like, you don't have to go literally commit genocides because bad stuff happens to you. It it sucks. I get that. Um, but don't kill everybody because the terrorists got you. We, I mean, we, we kind of did do that in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, but don't do it. Cause, uh, we're going to do as we say, not as we do. Right. Um, America's global politics has long been troublesome, which, which I don't agree with. Um, but that doesn't stop us from looking at Israel and saying what you're doing is wrong. Um, and that's just, that's, that's a conversation with Israel. We can have a conversation with Palestine. We can have a conversation with Hamas, but it's not a taking sides thing, but it's just, you can't do that thing. Do the things you're doing. What'd you find out? 
I didn't. I couldn't find anything quick enough. You did a great ramble. Though. Damn it! I'll I'll figure it out later. It might it I might pivoted. be ten. Yeah, we'll assume it's a ten. Um, next by Paul Hawkinson this is a returner. By Paul Schilling on May eighth, twenty seventeen. They have to say it's hard to grasp that the Exorcist was made back in nineteen seventy three, especially since it has actually still managed to hold its own now in twenty seventeen. I will say that The Exorcist is not overly scary, taking into consideration that this is a horror movie, but I am sure that it was quite scary back in the day when it was first unleashed upon the world. However, it is still a rather disturbing movie given its storyline. This is also somewhat of a classic in the horror genre, and this should be a movie that you should be more than familiar with if you are a fan of horror movies. If you haven't already seen The Exorcist, then you definitely should take the time to watch it. Six out of ten. Hmm. Interesting. Kind of, I thought it was kind of in line with your view, your views on the movie, especially yeah. as a first time watcher. Except a much lower score, but yeah. Yeah. Um, next is by Calico Dreamin. We've done this guy. Calico Dreamin. You did that thing on before. It's cold and rainy day. What a dreary day. What a dreary day. They, on February 4th, 2022, they say, well, the makeup and effects team went hard for this movie. The girl is downright creepy and sets a great vibe for the film. The storyline is interesting and actually well-developed. The characters are well-acted. The ending, wild. 7 out of 10. Mm. Mm, Mid-score. Yes. It's not a mid-score. It's a 7 out of 10. That's mid for her, her review, and it's kind of mid for The Exorcist, honestly. Um, next, Matthew's Silver Hammer. This is another returner, January eighth, twenty nineteen. It says, "I used to say I didn't like this movie. Current me hates past me. The Exorcist is brilliant. You can see the seeds of the so-called high horror trend going. The Witch, Babadook, etc." Present in this quiet, unnerving, beautifully macabre and classic masterwork. Blair is incredible, jumping between different personalities with ease, well beyond her years. And the practical effects are charmingly dated, but truly fantastic. 10 out of 10. I do think it, it is important that it is like a a sort of legitimizing of the horror as a genre. Mm-hmm. Before this, it was like I said. I think this was the first one nominated for Best Picture. Yep. Um, first one like taken seriously as high art. Yep. Sort of brought that forward. So I do think it's important for that. Too. Uh, and then my last review for us today, last. some might say the ultimate, is by Oswald Mosley, by Ted Mosley. Dumb, dumb, dumb name. Uh, on March third, two thousand. See if he's dumb thoughts. They say the quintessential horror film or the archetypal horror film. My bowels frequently produce better films than this. It just goes to show if you want a film to be considered great, simply get it banned. Then release it again 20 years later. I fell asleep 563 (laughs) times during the first five minutes. One out of ten. Seems like he's just sleepy. He's he's so sweet. He's so sleepy. sleepy. He reviewed a movie. I didn't but see anything. Yeah. That is ending it. Are we recommending this film? Um, in October, yeah. Okay. 
Other modes also, yeah. Seth said he's not recommending. Idiot. And I would recommend, I mean, if you're not a horror fan, this was actually an easier watch than I thought. Um, and overall, I mean, it's a great film. Take a peek. Take a gander. You'll Peek-a-boo. take a wait, wait inside. Check the temperature out. I mean, honestly, outside. honestly, something more scary is just the away. downtown spook boys. <sighs> and Israel, whatever's going on over there, so. Bad stuff. And bad and stuff. Gaza. And Gaza. I mean, whatever's going over there is just monkey business. <laughs> That's bad. And they just need to people are dying. Put their hearts together and be love lads. Yeah. And uh and uh and have a ceasefire. Uh, and ceasefire and everybody and just go to times. the go to the drive in and Oh, would you like me to pop your car? That's that's Nathan Fielder. That was um, Brandon. That was not me. <laughs> but that is ending it this week. Thanks for tuning in. We've got one more episode in Spooktober. Lucas, you're going to be here in town in, in not two days. You're going to be here in town in four days because it's still it's Sunday. Sunday. We didn't take a big, long break. You're going to be in town in four days. And then two days after that, we're all c- conjuring ooh together for Birdemic 3. Is Devin Seagull. coming? Eagle. No. Banned. We banned. But him. he'll be here in Billings two weeks later, so I'm going to make him be on, which is good because that's his birthday episode. Mm. And then we can officially kick him off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but thanks for everybody for tuning in. I I love Blake. I love me. Him. All of you. Oh, I oh, appreciate it. Right back at you, Chief. I love you. Thanks, Tiger. I love you. I appreciate you, champ. I love you. Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Movies. If you like the show, please like and follow us on Anchor and any other podcast sites we are located on. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave us comments and reviews on our Instagram and Facebook pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. We will be back next week to deep dive into more movies, and remember, if it's it's good good and it's bad, it's it's probably probably the movies. movies.